Hi, I'm Amy. And I'm Ethan. And welcome to the Dark Friends Book Club. We are reading through the Wheel of Time series by Robert Jordan. This episode will be spoiler-free for chapters beyond what we're currently reading. Enjoy! Hi, Amy. Hello, Ethan. And hello, listeners. And welcome back to another episode of the Dark Friends Book Club. We are in the endgame. Folks, we're going to be releasing two episodes in the same day. It's very exciting. It is. So exciting. Uh, This is probably going to be the format going forward. The finale, the last chapter episode with our our wrap-up, and then the intro episodes, or our predictions episodes with uh, the first chapter of each book. Right? Did I say that right? That made sense. Yeah, like in our introductory (laughs) episode with our first chapter. Yeah, there we go. Separated for convenience, but released on the same day so that we're not... Yeah. Uh, but I would say don't skip the finales because that's where you're going to get our ultimate, like, who was the best, who was the worst, who'd be like the most. That's when all that's going to come out. Yeah. What we, the, the, the rating of the book. Amy's going to rate it. Or I will too. I also yeah, get you to will rate too. these books. You get to rate the books. You're reading them. You get to get uh, mad about it. Oh, should we rank them also with a rating? Well, I was thinking we're going to do like, however many, like, like out of five stars, what we give it. Oh, okay. And that will kind of rank themselves, right? Yeah. So we're doing out of five system? Yep. Now we don't do halves, right? Because if we're going to do halves, we might as well just do out of ten. Well, I did kind of do half. I'm basing it off, like, you know, Goodreads and Storygraph will let you do, like, oh. 0.5 or 0.75 stars. Okay. Point, quarter stars, too. Quarter stars, too. We might as well yeah. just be doing it out of, like, one out of 20. No. I hate that. It sounds awful. It's the same. It's the same, but I like my way better. Okay. And with that. And with that, I suppose we should jump right in to our last. Someone's stirring, and it's the dark uh, one. <gasps> Chapter 49. The dark one stirs. You were right. Um, <laughs> The group wakes up and prepares to head into the blight for realsies this time. Rand notices that Nynaeve seems to still be upset after the conversation from the night before, but Egwene seems to cheer her up a bit. Moraine removes all traces of the group having spent the night, and it is out into the blight afterwards. The atmosphere gets significantly worse the further in they get, to the point where the trees themselves are looking to commit a little violence. Despite Moraine saying they should be safe close to her, as the denizens of the Blight do not want to mess with someone touching the true source, the group is soon under attack from all directions. Luckily, there is no coordination between attackers, so it's a bit of a clusterfuck, which works in the gang's favor. The tides quickly turn, however, when the calls of a worm pack are heard, sending the other Blight creatures running while the group sprints for the high passes, where something dwells that scares even the worms. This freaks Rand out a whole lot, and he's on the verge of turning to kamikaze into the worm pack when, bam, it's Green Man land. The need of the group was indeed enough to get them to the Green Man, who throws around a lot of information without any follow-up or context before agreeing to take them to the eye of the world. Bada-bing, bada-boom. Yeah. So, thoughts, Ethan? Uh, This sounds like a skill check check challenge from D&D. Skill check challenge, but it's really just them running. How that, I mean, that's basically, well, I mean, they're fighting. I guess so. You've got Moraine shooting magic, and the only people who aren't really doing anything is, like, Nynaeve and, and um, Igway. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't think I'm looking forward to them. That. They're really not. Like, they're just not doing anything, and it's a little disappointing. Like, I get it. They don't really have anything that they can do. Mm-hmm. 
but it's kind of like I wish you guys would contribute a little bit. I don't know how or what, like what. Oh, but... We see what happens when they try in the next episode. I know, I know. Just it's like I hate to admit that Rand is right about anything, but Rand was <laughs> maybe right about them coming with them. You know, what? like it's like everyone gets to make their own decisions. I agree mm. to that. Well, but also Nynaeve and Egwene maybe made the wrong decision. Maybe should have stayed in Faldara. Yeah. That's all. That's all I have to say about that. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's not, we'll get, but I want to get more into it. Like, you know, as things come up, like in this chapter, they really don't do much. Except they they need to be protected. Yeah. They're hardly there in this chapter. It's like, yeah, we get that bit at the beginning with them where, uh, Egwene's a real girl's girl. Like she is BFF to the max. Cause she's like, you hurt my friend and I hate you now, Len. That's how this goes. <laughs> you broke her little heart, her little wisdom heart, and now we yeah. hate you. <laughs> I think it's in there that, like, Rand's like, I don't think Lan noticed. Like, what? like I've got that Lan noticed. And just, yeah, yeah, well, Lan it's like Lan's purposely, it's like yeah, Lan's purposely not looking in Nynaeve's direction. Yeah. Like, that's what Rand notices. And, like, I have the note here is, like, uh, Rand is observant, but not insightful. Like, he notices all these things happen, like, and it ha- happens a couple of times in this chapter, where he notices things happen, but is like, I don't know what that means. I feel like I should, but I don't. <laughs> and it's yeah. like, well, at least you're self-aware, Rand. Yeah. He's, uh, he's, he's also, like- there's also a bit, oh, sorry. No, go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, there's a bit where he's like, all oh, women are eyes to die. And then it's like, ooh, yeah. shiver. And it's like, you need, you're getting paranoid, Ran. <laughs> you're yeah. getting. It's not, yeah, he's like, it's like, oh, it's like they can read my mind. It's like, dude, you're just easy to read. Yep. They are just have a little thing called insight. They understand, like, other people. Ran gives off strong, like, himbo energy. Yep. Yep. But, like, not beloved himbo, you know? Give him a chance, Amy. For this book, it is definitely not a beloved himbo vibe. That's all I'm going to say. I am not endeared towards Ren. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, there's all that there. Mm-hmm. If, Ren was a, if it was Randina. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I doubt it, honestly. <laughs> stupidity is a really strong trigger. <laughs> yeah. Incompetence. Incompetence. He's, he's just incompetent. He's yeah, no, that's a better way of putting it. Incompetence is a huge trigger, and it's just like I fucking can't with you, man. Yeah, it's like Bella in Twilight. Like, just fuck your. I thought you were about to say Bella the horse. No, <laughs> like that dumb horse, Bella. I'm talking about Isabella Swan from Twilight. She's oh, of course, the pretty incompetent. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like Bella Swan is a Bella little bit horse. more famous than Bella the Horse. But Bella the Horse is more competent than Bella Swan. Oh, a hundred hands down. No chat. Like no, it's not even a competition. <laughs> I think I've read. I, think I read the first two two of those books. <sighs> I read all. See, I like the first one. First one's not bad. Yeah, it's all like. And you know what? The second one is also not bad. Yeah, that's the first. All the... Uh, yeah, all the depression is a lot. Oh, I was going to talk about the problematic. Some of the problematic. Uh, listen, if we start that, that's a whole other podcast. We cannot yeah, get no, start yeah. discussing the Twilight L- books. Listen, listen um, to our other podcast. <laughs> the Dark Friends Twilight. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, <laughs> I'm like, no, I won't even do that. It's the um, Dark of the Moon Friends. Also, I love, love. Mar- <laughs> Dark as Christ. Um, 
I also love Marines like stay close, like you know, <laughs> th- like the trees do want to get you. And Rand's like, she's just saying that to scare us. And then it is immediately proven that no, actually, the trees want to get you. Yeah. <laughs> that that brought me a little a little like, giggle. One, like, reaches down and just kills something. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, we get like a Dune reference. Yes. And, like the worms. That's what my that's where my head went to. I know you see giant worms. I don't know why always brings. The movie Tremors to mind? Oh, yeah, yeah. With, you know, with Kevin Bacon? Yeah, I know Tremors. That's a great movie. Yeah, it's a great movie. And that's what comes to mind when giant worms get mentioned anywhere. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. those are also derivative of Dune, but... That's fair. Also, I think this came out before Tremors. Tremors came out in the 80s, didn't it? No. I'm Googling it now. Sure. Yeah, you're right. 1990, though. That's 90. Really, 90. All right, first yep. watch that on Sci-Fi Channel. 1990... Okay, but the question is, what came out first? Tremor. When did Eye of the World get published? Um, Eye of the World got published. Wasn't it 91? No, it's 90. 90. No, Great Hunt and Eye of the World are both. uh, January 15th, 1990. So this did probably come out before Tremors. Tremors came out January 19th, 1990. Four days. Yep. Damn. So, like, worms were on the mind for people in the 90s. Oh, I wonder when... You know oh, what no, came out right before these did? Dune? The, uh, the, uh, the, uh, not the Denise film. 1965 the, uh... epic. Yeah, but the, but the movie, a movie came out like in like the late 80s. Did it? Oh, oh I think it? I've, oh, see, the thing is, if you Google Dune movie, it just wants to talk about the new one. The great one that, yeah, 1984. <sighs> it's so good. You know, it's coming, the, the second part's coming out in, uh, in yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the David Lynch Dune came out in 80. Mm-hmm. The Quizax has yeah. a rock. It's a great movie too, but awful. It's like that's a terrible, <laughs> a really good movie to get hammered and like watch with a friend though. I think my dad was watching it one day and I saw like just like a little bit of it and I was like, "What the fuck is this?" I'm not like, and I walked away. Like, nope. Let me just a little spittle on your face. Ugh. The Baron Harkonnen like spits on. I man. Not your jam. I no. Nah, even the new one, like, I was, I watched it twice. Oh, well, you can bring up the new one, Amy, it's so good. <laughs> I love the, that movie. So, I watched it the first time in theaters, and the Great whole theory. time I was just like, oh my god, when's this gonna be over? And, and then I watched it for the second time at home with my parents. Yeah. And I was like, yep, that was still boring. <laughs> so cool, Amy, it's so good. I mean, the music's really good, but it just, like, it just feels... And the cinematography is, like, awesome. It just feels like it's a, like, the movie was just to have really cool music over shots of a desert. Like, that's, that is kind of what sticks, yeah. I've got a comment, well, yeah, that's what you're talking about. And, like, well, there are several things that Robert Jordan's like, oh, that was not really overly, uh... Uh, influenced in, in Eye of the World or in Wheel of Time, and yet we've got like, like if you've like the Aes Sedai are very much like Benny Gesserit coded, like those the ladies from the mo- from the book. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. The the order of women that you know have their prophecy mm-hmm. of the Quizox Hazarak, and you know the one that'll save the universe and everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You'll see more. We'll get we'll we'll get more into it as we go on. I'll point out more more similar. No, I mean, like, just from the little I've seen, I know, right? Like, and I can see, I can definitely see the, uh, the, the inspiration, the, 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 the through yeah. line. 
Um, Matt's shouting stuff in the old tongue again. Yep, I have that on mine. Stuff mine too. Matt speaks in tongues again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But we get a new phrase this time. Oh, is it new? Yeah, I even went back to double check to make sure it just wasn't me, like not remembering. Um, and it is new. Let me. I went too far. The dark one stirs. That's what I'm looking for. Yep. Um. So the first half is the same, but the mordero daghain posiduente quibiar. That's new. We haven't heard that. Yeah. Sounds very like Spanish. Is it just me? Alessande, especially Al Sunday. That sounds very Spanish. Yeah. Spanish or Italian or something. I don't know. It's very romance. I think that's why you have an easier time with it. Yeah. Well, I struggle with that stuff, but you seem to catch it a lot easier, and I'm guessing that's the French. Oui, oui, jean Oh, no. There went all of our French listeners. Folks on you, we don't have any. Nope. Yeah, we do have Spanish listeners, though. Yeah, we do. We've got several from Catalonia, apparently. Yeah, I'm really sorry if I'm butchering the pronunciation of these things. Record yourself saying it and send it to us. We'd love to hear it. I'm really sorry if this isn't Spanish-like at all. <laughs> it's definitely, it's definitely like Mordero. Who? Oh, so surprising! The American thinks the foreign language is Spanish. Wow! <laughs> you didn't do me like that, Amy. I'm very well read. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Lovely. That's not fair I've to traveled, you. I've traveled out of the United States. The majority of of, of U.S. just can't say that. Okay. Yeah. So there, I'm worldly. You're worldly. Uh, that's, you know who's not world late? These three boys. Oh my god. They're getting better though, hopefully. Uh, I guess. Um, what do you think lives in the high passes? Wait, do you know what lives in the high passes? I guess that's a better question. I don't remember if I do. Okay. With with oh, with the loyal oh Ooh, moaning and then getting pissed off at him for it. Rand's like fuck off, loyal. Dude, shut up. <laughs> we know it's bad. No kind of my, oh, I would be too. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, it's like, listen, we already know we're in shit. We really don't need you moaning about how much in <laughs> shit we are. <clears throat> but then they make it to the, they make it to the green man. Green man land, as I call it in the summary. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And he has some shit to say. I love, he just says shit, throws around everybody's like things that they're trying not to think about. He's going to get so freak It's so... Well, Rand too gets freaked out because, like, Perrin gets freaked out because he calls him Wolf Brother. My brother. <laughs> <laughs> and then he calls he calls Rand a child of the dragon, and Rand's yep. like, "Fuck off! I'm not. He's my father." <laughs> <laughs> Which I mean, my I guess does this imply that like the I the the Isidai, the Aiel are like children of the dragon? Is that how they're referred to? Because uh, I, mean, I don't I, think we've ever I, heard I of them referred. Sorry, I, that's kind of how it's implied. Yeah, I guess. Because mm-hmm. he's—I mean, they, they like we've heard people say that Rand looks just like an Aielman, and then yeah, this it says, "Oh, child of the dragon." Yeah, those are weird um, clothes you wears, and they, he mentions something called the First Covenant. Yeah, yeah. And, and then but he's, he's like, like, "But you're wearing a sword," and it's like, so. I just neither now nor. Th- I love the way he talks. That is neither now. <laughs> like it's the same way he does for Perrin. I like, love the jolly green giant. Wolf brother. Do the old times truly walk again? And he's like, Maureen, what the fuck? You shouldn't have been able to find me again. <laughs> oh, so I was gonna ask. Do you think, knowing what we know from the next chapter, uh-huh. uh huh, 
uh, do you think like the dark one was like intentionally making the plight like because it says that like they shouldn't be coming after moraine right because she's she can hold the one power do you think that's mm-hmm. like Bialzamon basically like getting like riling up the blight to like make their need better to get the uh eye of the world to appear so that the forsaken can get to it uh you know that thought hadn't occurred to me ethan but now i do <laughs> i think that would make a lot of sense yeah i just my thought on it it's like you know it's like oh it appears mm-hmm. if the need is great I mean, there is that whole weird bit about Rand feeling like his bones are going to explode or something. Uh, yeah, where um, I kind of assumed he was like, I was like, is he about to one power this shit? Well, or is he this... invokes his like, the light, you know, light. Help yeah. Me. And that's usually what he starts. He starts like getting all religious right before he goes crazy and starts lightning you know, bolting, lightning bolt people. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, light, what's up? Blah, blah, blah. Because uh, he's trying to get to the void and he can't. Yeah, that's right. He's forming, then shivering to a thousand points of yeah. light, reforming. Yeah, that's it's like I'll be honest. That seems to me like he's like not consciously, but like his body's trying to channel Sidene. Yeah, it's just like I don't know what to do with it. Like it's and like I want the Sidene, and it's like uh, what does the Sidene? What the Sidene's like? Where do I go? What do you want me to do? I can't uh, turn back to the worm pack. I guess we'll do that. Um, yeah, <laughs> and then boop, Green Man Land. <laughs> Uh, uh, but I think that kind of covers everything I wanted to talk about. Yeah. Or everything uh, I felt was uh, worth yeah. mentioning. These chapters, like, it's they move oh. pretty quickly. Like, I will ask. So, do you, yes. Child of the Dragon, right? Yes. Assuming that is, like, the Aeol. Aeol, correct. So, do you think those are, like, the descendants of Lucerin, since they are child, child of the Dragon, children of the Dragon, or whatever? I guess so. I thought those all died, but I thought Luz killed all of his, his family. Yeah. But I guess it's possible. Too, everyone's like, oh, Luz Theron's like... Well, but we haven't heard people in the world refer to them that way, right? We've only, like, only the green man who lives alone in his little grove and is very, like, in tune with, like, the old ways of things. Yeah, and is over, like, 2,000 years old. Yeah, so maybe... Like, I, I think it's not impossible that they maybe carry that bloodline. And, okay. like, uh, we don't know, like, Luz maybe killed everyone that was related to him that was, like, nearby him. Maybe yeah. there was a cousin or a kid or something that was out and about when the, uh, when the purge happened. <laughs> and the walls and ceiling just ate his kids and lightning flashed <laughs> through everything. Yeah. That horrific bit of storytelling. Yeah, that part. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. No, I think that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I think so, yeah, too. That's- that was my only thing. It's an odd. It's an odd name to have, especially with who the dragon is. You know. Oh, for sure. I'm red. Uh, no, I agree. It's just, yeah. I think it just comes down to maybe it's probably maybe. an old way of referring to them. Okay. Yeah, that's it. That's all cool. I got. Yep. I think. Uh, the, and you know, uh, that brings us to. I don't know if you're going to try to do it like it. You know, I'm starting to meet out that we need to no. meet up. No, I don't want to pun my way through these all the time. <laughs> we'll pun our way through this whole episode. Oh, my God. Chapter 50. <laughs> Meetings at the Eye. After the green man's warm greeting and random call outs, he leads them to the eye of the world. Fashioning fl- oh, I thought that's where my sentence ended, and it wasn't. Um, he leads them to the eye of the world, fashioning flower crowns for the girls and tending his grove as he goes. They are led to a pale stone arch, inside of which is a long glowing corridor and stairwell, leading down to a large pool surrounded by crystals and filled with calm, clear water. 
This, Moraine explains, is the eye of the world, fashioned by the eyes that eye of old, men and women alike, for a time in the future when it would be greatly needed. It is pure, untainted Sidene, only able to be wielded by a man. The boys do not like this implication and distance themselves as much as possible from the pool. The group heads back up at Moraine's urging to enjoy more time outside while they can, but there are new visitors to the grove. Agnor and Balthamel, two of the Forsaken, escaped into the world through way of a weakened seal, having followed Matt to the group's location. After a quick, intense exchange, a series of unfortunate events is started by Lan being flung into the stone archway, which leads to Nynaeve seemingly injured and traumatized, the green man dead, and Balthamel overtaken by greenery. Moraine attempts to trap Agnor and hold him off, but he slowly and unerringly walks his way out of her trap while the boys and Egwene run, Moraine's pained screams following behind them. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, 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 bum. Honestly, pretty intense. Like, this is when things really just start. Like, the next, it's start popping off, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. I have talking notes, uh, talking points. Sorry, I'm, I'm looking. There was a thing that I wanted to touch on, and I can't remember if it's in this chapter or the, the last. All good. The last chapter, and I forgot. It is. What? Yeah. Ooh, we're going to rewind real quick, because I wanted to point something okay. out to Amy from The Dark One Stirs, and I missed okay. it. Okay. So we're going back a chapter for a second. We are. I'm sorry. All good. It is. I know. It is when Moraine is like uh, erasing what she'd done. Yes. I just have to find it. Oh, I know what you and like. Oh, here we 90. go. Here we go. Yeah. So right. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, nothing. They were on the hilltop. Her eyes closed. Not even seeming to breathe. Yeah. Nothing happened. Rand could see except that Nynaeve and Egwene shivered despite the heat and rubbed their arms briskly. Mm-hmm. And then Egwene's. Yeah. They. they look at each other he did oh yeah i did it's that's what i was referencing when i'm like rand is observant but not insightful because he sees this happen and he like clocks it but he's like that's when he's like i don't know i feel like i should know what's going on but i don't and it's like yeah rand they can both feel the true source being wielded i oh, think no. yeah no 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 i think sorry that's... i kind of glossed over it because i guess for me it's like old news like yes Nynaeve and Egwene can tell can feel the true source you know yeah. like yeah they're tapped this into them, it this is Egwene figuring out that Nynaeve can yes that's and Rand fair. being like what are they doing and then they're like What's they wrong smile with at them? each other like we're still friends even though we yeah yeah it's like we go together <laughs> like, I, was I, was bothering me. I was like I was like wasn't there something in that chat there was something else I needed to, to get mm-hmm. on that's what it was that's okay. fair but yeah, um, meetings but, at the eye. Back yeah. to meetings at the eye. So, uh, like, the first note I have, it's just, like, I just wanted to bring it up that the boys' coping mechanisms of avoiding things they don't want to think about continue. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, that's my avoidant mechanism. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, you know, me too, but I'm also not, like, trying to save the world. I'm just yeah. dealing with my little life. So, and I also don't have cool wolf powers. Yeah, or can... Perrin. Like, yeah, Perrin. Perrin. Or can like wield immense amounts of magic. Yeah, Rand. Rand. Rand's thing I, I'll give a little bit more uh leeway to because that's like, oh yeah, you'll go crazy and kill everyone you know and love. Yeah, which is fair. Um Versus but Perrin's like power, at this point, is, that's know. not even what he's avoiding. He's avoiding the whole child of the this is all just back to he's my father. He's and it's oh, like yeah. I've been dealing we've been dealing with this all book. Like, you know at this point he's not your biological father. <laughs> Fucking he's, nut up or shut up, dude. I don't know. My father. <laughs> I yeah, don't know. Yeah. It's, it's, it's getting to me. I mean, it's been getting to me all book. It's been a. <laughs> yeah. 
I give it, we give him a few chapters to be like, okay, we get it, kind of traumatic. But a whole book yeah. of it, it's like, all right, buddy. Well, that's it. Like right after he kind of finds out he's coming to do, coming to terms with it, fine. Then like, there's the whole thing in came. Like I don't know. There's just a few things, and it's just like, buddy. At this point, so many people have looked at you and been like, "You're from the two rivers? Are you sure?" Like, <laughs> maybe, maybe start accepting it. Yeah. That's all. Um, also, we get like out of out of nowhere, uh-huh. not out of nowhere, but it's just like it feels very sudden. The amount of like Egwene love that Rand is having. Yeah, I noticed that. Like he, he, he definitely seemed to care about her at the beginning of the book, but not like crazy, you know. Like almost, like, I don't want to use the word fawning, but like, yeah, just like a little step away from that. I think, yeah. Like, what, what does he say that like the, her smile or something? Oh, it's something like she's never been anyone more beautiful. Yeah, which I get. Like it's it's him being like oh protector and shit like that. But. Mm-hmm. Where is it? Yeah, it's like. She was so pretty with her unbound hair full of flowers that he smiled back at her until she blushed and lowered her eyes. I will protect you, he thought. Whatever else happens, I will see you safe, I swear it. Like, I don't know. It just, it just, it does feel like a a lot, like a dramatic increase in the affection, kind of out of nowhere. Yeah. Like, he's always, he's always said he likes it, right? Yeah. I wish we had more of this uh, earlier in the book. Yeah, like because it's really just been since they got to Faldara. Yeah, it's when they. Yeah, you're right. It's like after the. uh, Does he have a little thing in the ways? I think it's right. I think it's after the ways they have the thing with her eyes. Okay. Because I remember talking about it last last episode. I think. Yeah. So it's just, and I know he didn't. He like hardly thought other than being like she's not dead. Yeah. Like when he was with Matt, and then before that they were fighting. Yeah. Um. I don't know. It just it's a bit much. It was a bit much yeah. for me. And then but... way early in the book, like at the, towards the very beginning, he's like, it's so weird to be around her. Yeah. We start off this whole journey with him just being like, ooh, weird. Like he's, he's into her, but he's confused that he's there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Being, it's the type of, I like these books. I don't want to like be like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Robert Jordan, take notes. Here. But like, um, I mean, he, he can't. <laughs> from wherever you are, Robert Jordan. Let us let us tell you how to, you should have written it. Uh, I would have liked it, the way he is. This is what I would expect from like a sheltered farm farm guy at like twenty, right? Stuff like mm-hmm. talking about how pretty she is, stuff like that. That's that makes sense. I wish I had more of that at the beginning of the book instead of like how I would imagine like a fourteen or thirteen year old mm-hmm. or a twelve year old is about how how like I don't understand. I feel weird with her. Yeah, she yeah, smiles and, at it's... Me and people laugh. It's weird for it to just be coming up too, like when there's more, like there's bigger shit going on that you would assume would kind of be taking up his attention. Yeah, well, it's setting up for him going wacky, you know, and like yeah, it just it just feels very like, protect you, blah, you know. Yeah, it feels very rushed to me. Is all. Yeah, agree. Yeah, yeah um, it's, it's rushed. It's yeah, it seems mm-hmm. rushed. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like it feels a little bit like Robert Jordan meant to do this. And then yeah. got to the end of the book, really realized he hadn't really laid it on thick enough yet, and is like, "Oh shit!" Yeah. And started started like really just throwing it in. it in. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, we're in the ways already, and I haven't really made it clear that how much Rand likes her. It's like, yeah, anyway. yeah. Um, oh, well, that's right. Cool. I the sorry, Green Man sorry. is cool. No, sorry. I was like, I know there's something else, and I was just looking at my notes really quickly. Um, 
there's like a weird little interaction like nothing really comes of it but like matt's like i really want to see the tree of life you know oh yeah and yeah aventasora and the green man like looks at rand weirdly before being like yeah it's not here yeah so it's like i'd really like to see the tree of life matt said not taking his eyes off the halved circle above them we can wait that long can't we the green man gave rand an odd look then shook his head avendasora is not here i have not rested beneath its ungentle branches in two thousand years so that's a little like I know there's something about Avendasora and the Aeol, and there was the whole thing with them giving a branch to Kyrian and Kyrian Burt. Like, that's what led to the war and blah, 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 right? Yeah. But, like, did they steal it from the green men? Is that why he gave them a weird look? Like, did they just steal a branch? Like, uh, this is just kind of a moment of, like, what's up? What's up with Avendasora? Tell me. Give me the secrets. And now we won't get them from him. But we'll get to that later. He's cool, though. <laughs> he is cool. The green man with his uh, acorn fingernails. And- I, I love, I love the description. We didn't get into this in the last chapter, but I do love the description for the green man. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they do describe him in the last chapter. They do. They describe him when you first meet him, and we. There's I kind of, again. I keep forgetting to mention, <laughs> to, to bring up. Well, I, I, we're trying to, you know, tighten up these episodes a little bit. Yeah. So. Sorry about the last two episodes, everybody. I don't apologize. I had a fun time. Well, I'm the editor, so <laughs> I get to listen to it twice. Fair enough. Uh, um, but also, the green man seems to be like I, I'm gonna die. <laughs> yeah, that's how. Yeah, you get all down, and they're like, "We'd like to go see the eye," and he's like, well, "Yep, yep, I won't go with you though. My end is linked depressed. with it." <laughs> I don't know if it's depressed. I f- see. For me, it doesn't feel depressed. It's just kind of him, kind of being like, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. And we learn about how it was made, and you know how, like, how do you man, think he's got that scar. You want to know how I got these scars? <laughs> he's got that big. He's got a big chunk of his head missing. With it's, <laughs> it's all black and dead. <laughs> he does. Um, I don't know. Maybe that has to do with uh, what happened with Avendusora. You know. Okay. You think that like, the IEL came in? I don't honestly. Over? I don't have very many theories about what happened there. Yeah, That'd be mostly sad. because they any in and fucked him up and took his tree. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> rolled in. Our him tree, up. green man. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. We're the children of the dragon. This is ours. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. I don't know. I I know that's kind of boring to hear, but I just don't have a lot of theories about the green man. Yeah. No, there's not much to go on. He's just kind of a weird no. guy. He's just kind of a he's a weird dude with his nature shit, you know? Yep. Real druid. Real high level druid here. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I forgot. I sorry. I skipped ahead in my notes and I made myself laugh again. Um but they get to the eye of the world. We get to see it. Yep. All it's this much larger up. than I thought it was. Yeah. <laughs> I remember like for some reason I had it in my head that it's like this little bitty like little pool. <laughs> Like, I don't remember the cave at all. I'm like, oh, a cave. It's not been that. Like, I probably read this first book probably maybe two or three years ago. Mm-hmm. And, like, I've read it probably three or four times. But, yeah, that I, how big? I never realized there was, like, this massive chamber with this mm-hmm. gigantic pool mm-hmm. that dissolves rocks, apparently. Yeah, yeah. I wonder what would have happened if someone, if, like, if a person if got in there. A... Right? I'm, oh, man. 
it's a real bummer that they didn't push someone in before well things happen yeah well and then like it's it's like the women can't wield it right like it's a big thing that no. like, women can't touch it so i wonder if a woman got in like if a man got in there i wonder if it would do something weird to him and if a woman got in there i wonder if he just wouldn't be able to like there's just so many experiments i wish they had run on this pool right, where's where's um fuck uh from from uh, uh stormlight amy um yasna yeah but more uh navani Oh, yeah, where's Navani? Navani would go to town with this shit. Oh, my God. Let oh, Navani... Like particularity, isn't it? Sorry, everyone, for, like, Stormlight shit. Oh, yeah, it kind of does. Brandon. It has that vibe. It's a pool of concentrated magical energy. Like it, it's... Or, or, as I called it in my, my notes, the eye of the world is pure distilled man juice. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> oh I hate that. <laughs> I have a real salt burn situation going on here. <laughs> oh, sorry. I had to get that in before we moved chapters. That's... Oh, no. Um, essence of man. Essence of... It is. It might be called... It might be called the essence of Sidene. The Aes Sedai's words echoed around the dome. It's essentially man juice. Magical man juice. <laughs> Moraine just starts calling it that. It's just man juice. Like, it's very, like, a normal thing. <laughs> distilled man juice yeah, and then everyone freaks out oh my god yeah they're like Sidine oh! and, and, and it's like in a going clutch each other and... it's like okay chill oh, she just said it even is pe- stirred uneasily yes and like what gets me is like okay I get like you've grown up with like like stories that Sidine is bad and evil and blah 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 blah. But Moraine literally just said that it it's is pure. like pure, uh, untainted man juice. You know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's really no need for the freak out. That's what stop them. They all freak out. <laughs> I know they all freak out. Anyways, the boys legit are like, uh, uh, I need to get away as fast as I can, as far as yeah. I can. Like pressed up against the wall. Well, it's, it's men and women who did this, so yeah, male and female. Ugly. Yeah, that's a fun little tidbit. They, that that maybe explains why I said I power isn't what it used to be. Because some shit you just need a dude for, I guess. That it that it be how it be. It be how it be. I mean, I guess the, the implication here. Sorry. Nope. Go ahead. I was just gonna say it bothered me at first, but I guess the implication is also like if all the women had gone crazy or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, then the men would be just as badly off. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, it's very much like, you know, that's a good thing about Robert Jordan. He's very much like separate mm-hmm. but equal. I know that's, that's got bad connotations here in the States, but like in terms of like, you know, they're different, but both good. Like both. Yeah, it's a balance, right? So yeah. that's that's why, like, at first, at first glance, I was a little bit like, excuse you. And then I was like, well, no, okay, I get what he's going for, right? Yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that's, I, I mean, I just kind of don't have much more to say about uh, I mean, that. You got like Bethamel or, you know. Yeah, no, sorry. I was talking about the Eye of the oh, World. Oh, about I the Eye. Have, okay. I thought, yeah, I yeah, we I don't have. Run to another chapter. I'm like, we've got like half a chapter to talk about. No, 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 no. I just don't have much more to say about about the Eye. Yeah. Um, I think cool the crystals, I, Cool Crystals. Yes. Um, the thing that I noticed on yep. my second read through of this chapter, Ethan, that I kind of like vaguely picked up on on the first read through, but like didn't really register. And uh-huh. it's the stupidest little detail, but I kind what? of love it. Um, that Rand recognizes that they're not Balsamon because 
they don't have the right color cloak. And it turns out that Ballsy and his Forsaken all have their own colors for their cloaks. Do they? I don't think I've ever noticed that. Well, so, because um, Ren, like, he for a moment he believed it was Balsamon, but the two men who walked out of the trees, faces hidden by their cowls, did not wear cloaks the color of dried blood. One cloak was a dark gray, the other almost as dark a green. So, I guess they all oh. have their own special little colors. They all have their own color, like they're Power Rangers. They're like Power Rangers, or a boy band or something. Like, you know, it makes me think of, like, um... Man, I saw that it was a stupid TikTok that's like talking like that was imitating K-pop groups or like it's a bunch of white girls pretending to be a K-pop group or something. Uh-huh. Anyways, yeah, and the whole thing was they each had Powerpuff Girls. No, never mind. Never mind. Forget the TikTokers. Powerpuff Girls yeah. is what it brings to mind. Uh-huh. <laughs> They're like the Powerpuff Girls. They all have their own color. Okay. I don't know. That kind of <laughs> tickled me. I feel like this is the first time anyone has ever equated the Powerpuff Girls to the Forsaken. But- <laughs> So you found, um, out of these three, Amy, out of, all right, so we've got Bialtamon, we've got uh-huh. uh, Bathamol, and Agenor. Uh-huh. Like, give them, uh-huh. like, which ones are which? So we've got Butters. But, Butters. Oh, we, got, we have, sorry. We've it's got Buttercup, Bubbles, and, um. Blossom. Blossom. Okay, Buttercup's the pink one, Blossom's the blue one. No, Bubbles is the no, blue one. No, Bubbles is blue, Buttercup is green, and Blossom is red. Blossom's red? She's pink, yeah, Blossom is pink. Oh, damn. Okay. Well, Bubbles, I feel like I, I okay. So Blossom I think has to be Balsamon, right? Blossom has to be Balsamon, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. And then I think Bubbles hat is Balthamel just because of the laughing face, oh, okay. and she's super cheery. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Um, and honestly, Agenor seems pretty salty about shit sometimes, like pretty sassy, and mm-hmm. I think that fits for Buttercup. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, listeners, we want fan art. <laughs> I demand fan art of the Forsaken as Powerpuff Girls. Be careful though with the with the, with the bubbles one because he's like in a gimp suit. I don't think I want to see bubbles in a gimp suit. Well, it's not like what like a tradition. There's no zippers. No, there's not. There's no openings. It's, it's like worse. <laughs> like is that implied to be his skin? No, no, because Rand, when 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 uh, the green man kills him later, Rand thinks he sees flesh underneath the leather. Oh, uh, okay. So it is so. just a gimp suit. <laughs> yeah, but with no openings. He's never supposed to leave it. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's dedication there. Oh, you know what it probably is? You probably have to use the one power to, like... Unzip it? <laughs> Unzip it, yeah. It's magic. It's a it's an angriol or whatever. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Oh my um also so are you intimidated for these two? No. <laughs> no. I mean yes. I'm, I'm intimidated with Aganor, I'm intimidated. Both Bothamel just gets kind of taken out. Well, and here's the thing. It doesn't happen. It comes up in the next chapter. I'll talk the next chapter about why I'm not intimidated by Aganor. Like mm-hmm. I am, but I'm not. He starts off intimidating, but very quickly goes downhill for me. Mm-hmm. Um and I would say Bothamel, there is something creepy about just like the bad guy who doesn't talk. Yeah. Like, okay, so I'll get into it. I'll get into it now because, uh, well, uh, first, before we go too much further, it's a quick throwaway line. Um, but when they're talking about, like, how, because Matt's all like, oh, we were, the Forsaken are bound in Child Ghoul. And I go to was like, we're bound, which honestly, I kind of love the, the imagery there where it's like that smirk, like the, you know, the stereotypical villain, like, mm, just here's a slight correction. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, but he says, like, Ishmael, Ishmael, we walk the world again. 
were we aware that there was a Forsaken who was not bound in Shia Ghul? Um, I believe Balsamon said that he was never bound and that he fucked around with uh, Arthur Hawkwing when he's growing uh, it ran. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, I've never been bound. But that's Balsamon. True. Not Ishmael. But that doesn't sound right, right? Because everyone's like, no, he is bound because otherwise he like would just fuck up the world. Yeah. Yeah. Then you got by Osmond being like, I haven't been bound. I'm out and about. I was talking to Order Hawkwing. Yeah, but that's so that means there's been two of them unbound this whole time? I don't know. I think it's been very widely established that Bosman's like a liar. Yeah, yeah. I and mean I, I, have, I think you've told me you don't think he's the dark one. I don't. I don't. And yeah. I, I was gonna bring this up in the chapter we meet him. Well, I'll I'll bring it up again. We'll talk about it later a little bit more. But sorry, I'm just I'm I'm going to Okay, yeah, I'm not crazy because I knew in because in Ravens, Egwene. No, we're going all the way back, folks. We're going all the way back because in Ravens, um, Mm -hmm. Egwene thinks during the story, right? Yeah. Uh, about the Forsaken and how like mothers use them as like you know these terrible tales, like oh, but she doesn't mention. She mentions Semarag, 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 and Lanfear. Yep. But then they get mentioned again. Do, 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 do. I know we hear their names again. Because I remember near uh, in that first episode, I was like, oh, we're going to have to start marking down. Like, which to, of the Forsaken I've have we candle. mentioned? I can do a control F. Um, Forsaken. I mean, I feel like you're going to get a lot of. Um, I mean, which ones are you looking for? My mother's always said the Forsaken would come for me. Oh, yeah, she mentions Aganor. She does? Who does? Uh, oh, it does. Random Matt? Said, no, 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 that must be Matt. He's having. A, yeah, it's Matt. My mother always said the Forsaken would come come for me if I didn't mend my ways. If I ever saw anybody who looked like a Shamael or Aganor, it was him talking about the the Black Rider. Oh, there we go. Isha- so he mentions Shamael and Aganor. Yeah. Okay. I don't know, and it, it's. <gasps> That is a beautiful bit of foreshadowing. You know what? I'm just picking yep. up on it now as we reread it. <laughs> Such a beautiful bit of foreshadowing on Good job, uh, Robert, Robert Jordan. Jordan. Good job, Robert Jordan, because who do they follow to the eye of the world but Matt, of course. I think it's a dagger. I I think it's a dagger because they talk about like an old thing, an old friend, an old enemy. Yeah. <clears throat> and I, I think like it's either, I, it might, it's either like the dagger or like the Menetherin connection or something, you know. No, I think I think I think it's the yeah. Um, but then shit pops off. <laughs> shit yeah. pops off. Uh, yeah, yeah. They threaten to do unseemly things. The the adults really get fucked up real quick. Yeah. Then this chapter. Yeah, yeah right. that's this chapter. That's this. Oh, chapter okay, then. so here I've got a question for you, Amy. I know what question it is. We yeah, talked about so... this. We did. So Lan uh, yeah. ran ran to protect somebody, and it's not said who before he gets you know slung at a at a stone archway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who did he run? Who did he run to protect, Amy? I, I'm going to preface this by saying, well, no, I'm not going to preface it by saying anything. Um, mm-hmm. I'll explain though. I I think Nynaeve. Oh, really? I okay. think. I'm shocked. Are you actually? That sounds sarcastic. <laughs> no, I am. I am actually shocked. No, because I thought I think it's. I think it's. It's. Moraine. You think it's I think, Moraine? I think. I think he ran to Moraine. But give me your. Give me your reasoning. Go. Go for it. Okay. Well, I will. And this is where I will say, like, 
I'm well aware this might be my bias coming through, like the desire for the land Nynaeve ship. I'm well aware that that uh-huh. might be what this is, that that this might be me reading into it, right? Yeah. My only thought here is Lan would know between the two, Moraine probably has the better shot of helping herself. Mm-hmm. Whereas Nynaeve literally has like no protection against these guys. And like we see that Moraine really doesn't either, but Moraine is able to slow one of them down. Yeah. So like my only thought is like if Moraine had done that and Lan was still conscious, he would have had time to like run back, you know? Does that yeah. make sense? Mm-hmm. That's my thought. That's my thought here. It is a yeah. little bit of the bias, but I think it, it is also like, who's more likely to get hurt in this situation? Yeah. But, but what's your what's your reasoning for Moraine? My reasoning is that Lan like consistently chooses Moraine and his like duty as a warder over like anything else, even when he really wants to do something else, like you know, raise the crane banner and fight in the in Tarwin's Gap, and he breaks a cup. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so I think he I think he runs towards Moraine. I'll make this argument mm-hmm. instinctively when they're freeing Egwene and Perrin from the White Cloaks mm-hmm. and he hears Nynaeve is not back yet. He instinctively turns to go after her and Moraine has to, like, actively stop him. Yeah. So I think between... that's a little bit of a choice between the two, like between, like, sticking with Moraine and going after. I, I guess this is just my thing. Like, when it comes to Nynaeve, I think there's a little bit of a history of him acting before thinking. Yeah, no, I get it. Yeah, but but, uh, but I'm I'm willing to admit, like, I wouldn't be surprised if it was Moraine. You know? Yeah. I'll let you know. I don't think we ever get. I don't think we're ever told. Oh, that feels like one of those fun, like those. That's one of those things you don't ever tell as a as an author. I think. Yeah. Because the people who pick up on it, it makes for a fun discussion, right? Yeah. Even if it's a little, maybe that's maybe I'm reading too much into it. The but people who the people who are really invested in this naive land. Nynaeve Land, <laughs> the people who are just invested in, I think people who are just invested in land, period, you know? Oh, okay. Maybe that's just me. Oh. I don't know. Maybe I'm reading too much of it. But that's that's well, that's my thoughts. So I let us know what you think, I think, I think it was intentionally not said who he went for. Yeah. Right? Like, we didn't just miss it, right? Like uh, No, no, no. I read I read that over a couple of times. Because, yeah, he, he takes out the sword, hesitates. Mm-hmm. And then goes, and then only for a heartbeat, the hesitation lasted. But as the warder's feet moved, Agnor raised his hand. And that's it. You don't know who, uh, who he goes, he was going for. Yep. Before he gets bodied. Before he gets just fucking taken out like that. He has the long-term damage from being thrown into a stone pillar while in armor, you know. Yep. I'm just gonna Uh, say, Amy, like. With a dull thud, he struck the stone arch, hanging there for an instant before dropping in a flaccid heap. Can I just say I don't love the use of the word flaccid, <laughs> a flaccid here? <laughs> a flaccid heap. I don't love that personally, but ugh. that's just. <laughs> and then a series of stupid decisions. I know. Oh, no, I don't think stupid decisions. Oh, I think a little bit. I. I... I love my girl Nynaeve. I don't. Oh, no, oh, oh, those decisions. Yes. I'm saying Sorry, it, is, was... it is followed by a series of stupid I, decisions. I forgot about that. Yeah. Listen, I she, mean, they fucked with her dude. Which I like. That's why it's like, I love Nynaeve. I get this was a very emotional response, right? Yeah. But so dumb. she gets, she gets a pass, a little bit of a pass. It's still dumb. Yeah. She gets a little bit of a pass. No. It pulls her knife. 
She brought a knife to a magic fight. She brought a knife to a magic fight. And, you know, I get it. But also, she gets fucked up. Like, yeah. so this is where, this is where Balthamel, I was a little bit like, ooh, no. Because he doesn't seem to physically really do much other than, like, pinching her face and lifting her. Yeah, by her face, yeah. By but her face, like- which, which is super painful, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But I think there's more... Sorry? You're being lifted by your cheeks, yeah, but... I think more happens here than we are aware of. Oh, her toes felt like... Oh, well, there's a few things. Where he lifts her by a broader face to where the leather mask stared. Uh, her toes spasmed a foot above the ground. Yeah, well, I, then uh, then there's the whole... Agonor being like, ah, oh, he remembers that, that the of, like, you know... Creepy-ass line. Implied sexual assault that's about to happen. Yeah. Um... And then the laughter of the mass seemed to grow wilder, and the wail that left Nynaeve burned Rand's ears like despair ripped from her living heart. Oh, just he, he did some type of like weird magic on her. I think there's some weird magic shit going on here. And then, yeah. and then everyone else is like, "I just saw what happened to Nynaeve. Let me get some of that." And I'll help. She's going to <laughs> save her friend. Egwene goes to run, l- like run at her. Luckily, Rand tackles her to the ground. The boys go to fucking rush these guys. I can just imagine Moraine standing there being like, we're all going to die because these Taviran are fucking idiots. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, they, I mean, they, they jump to, they're like, oh, I think it's, I think it's good to see like, oh, Nynaeve's in trouble. And they all like. They all jump to help, yes. Yeah, they all jump to help her, which I think speaks to their, like, connection. Except yeah. for Rand. No, because Rand's thinking for once. <laughs> Rand actually has a, a... I will say this for Rand. Like, so this is the thing. Like, I'm not particularly endeared towards Rand, but he does have a couple of these moments where he has, like, ma- managed to maintain, like, a pretty neutral spot with me, right? Mm-hmm. And I brought it up at the time, but it was the the whole tricking the Fades and the Trollocs into Mashadar. Is that what it was called? Yeah, there's Mashadar. been some Mashadar. There is that moment where he thinks well under pressure a lot. Yeah, like right now. Like, it's well, and that's not a, under pressure that he's like Duh. that he's a fucking moron. But, like, but like when it comes to these like life or death situations, he does have some decent instincts for things. So is mm-hmm. that, and then there's this where he's like, you can't fight the Forsaken. He's not fucking wrong. Yeah, at least right now. I don't know what's gonna happen moving forward. But a bunch of farmers who have not been training with weapons or magic or anything, who have been ev- actively avoiding any magical powers they do have. Yep. You're not going to fucking be able to take on. Oh, Matt pretty enthusiastically, like, embraced his power to his detriment. I mean, that's not even power. That was. Ooh, <sighs> evil dagger. Also, it's interesting that Matt, instead of going for his bow and arrow this time, did go for the dagger. Yeah. Well, whenever he's scared, he goes for the dagger. Yeah, but yeah, so everyone charges him. Luckily, Agnor's like, no, don't touch me. <laughs> and then the green man is a fucking boss. Yep, he uh, he rolls in and Rip. casts blight on him. And mm-hmm. I, it's not even cast bloom. blight it's on bloom is what it yeah. is. Yeah, just like I, I do like the description here uh-huh. where it's like, uh, how did it? Oh, here it is. Balthamel twisted and jerked as all the things that grew in the dark places, all the things with spores, all the things that loved the dank swell, dank, swelled and grew, tore clothes and leather and flesh to tattered shreds. And like, I just love that image, like that, that, not even the imagery, but like, that's a, 
Oh, that writing. Oh, I just love you. that writing. That prose. Thank you. That's the word I'm looking for. Yeah. I do love that prose. Like that is, I think, really gets it across, you know? Yeah. No, it's good. It's really good writing. Um, yeah. And then the green man dies and makes a tree. Yep. Dies and yeah. becomes a tree. Dies and becomes a tree. And then Moraine tries her best. We have another Balrog moment with Moraine. This is like the third time. Yep. Yeah. Um, third time for the book. Second for her. Yeah. Third time for the book. Second for her. This one does not go as well for her as the last one. Yeah. Did. No. She she gets fucked up. This as one. Just, as he uh, uh, Terminator walks. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And I will say this is just like a this is like a little Amy I thing, right? Mm-hmm. Oh wait, no. It comes up in the next car- next chapter. Never mind. Well, That's that might be a good time. No. Yeah. No, I mean, I don't really have anything else I think I wanted to talk about for this one. I, like, it ends with Moraine. My notes end with Moraine tries her best. And yeah. I think that's the the best way. Like, and also, well, like, also when all his, when everyone starts scattering, right? Because she tells them yeah. to start running. Um, yeah. Agnor looks at Egwene and Rand's like, not her. The light burn you, not her. It's like, so he can have the others? Is that yeah. what you're implying here, Rand? He can like have he's... Matt and Baron? <laughs> I feel like he implies that a lot. <laughs> okay. I see it is not indeed bros before hoes. Understood. No, he's, he's very much a... Uh... Ho before bro. Yeah, I almost said the other thing, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, and then they all scatter. Scatter! Scatter! Yep, because they run from... So, so one out of the 13 got taken out. One out of the 13 got taken... Yeah. I, I, part of me just is like, really? <laughs> really? Also, I guess this is because I when when we first get described Balthamel described to us, yeah, instantaneously my third first thought was the Min vision for Matt. Um, oh yeah, because his visions have a laughing face mentioned, but then Balthamel gets taken out, so it's like maybe that's not what it was referring to. I guess because that I don't know that doesn't seem like it would be what it is. Maybe. I don't know. Hard to say. Uh, but that does bring us to chapter 51. Ethan, unless you are ready, if you, unless you had something else to add. Uh, I don't think so. Let me check my notes. Okay. I think we covered. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I'm good. So chapter 51, Against the Shadow. Rand runs as fast as his little feet will carry him until he is trapped by Agnor on a cliff's edge. Agnor starts to monologue, luckily, giving Rand time to notice the strand of power connected to Agnor and to reach for it himself. This infuriates the Forsaken, and they have a battle of wills, which Rand wins before spiriting himself away to safety. Into Harwin's Gap! <laughs> luckily, he appears at a moment where the two armies have pulled back to regroup, and he has a tantrum that results in the land itself attacking the forces of the Dark One. He then gets a message from the creator telling him to deal with his shit, and a staircase appears to lead him to said shit. He appears in the dream room with Balsy, where Big B launches into his normal tirade, attempting to fill Rand with doubt. When this fails, Balsy falls back on an oldie but a goodie, threaten the mom. This causes Rand to create a light sword, or a saber made of pure light, if you will, to save his mom and sever Balsy's black shadowy cord. This uses up enough of the power that Rand is pulled back to the mortal world with Balsamon's howls of pain in his ears. Two chapters that end in screams in a row. Yep, screaming. Screaming. People just be screaming. Um, I love my first note on this. Well, actually, no, my first first note of, of this is what I was going to say for last chapter. And then I was like, no, that happens. I do love uh, 
I feel like this is something that's used a lot in like books and media and stuff, but I love it every time it happens. Uh-huh. Using because everybody thinks of like people screaming in pain, like that's the scary thing. Cause you're like, ah, the screaming is scary. Right. Yeah. But I love this constant reminder that actually it's scarier when the screaming stops. Yeah. I don't know. That's just like a little detail for me that gets me every time, no matter how many times I read it, you know, yeah. I think it's when it stops like abruptly. Right. Yeah. Well, and it's just, it's like, it's, it's one of the first few things mentioned, like Rand's running and it's just Moraine had stopped screaming. Like, yep. That's the sentence. And that I think gives us a really good idea. Like, oh no, Moraine's not okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, the bag and yeah. Yeah. Who just walks down Rand. Who literally just humans Rand. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> just walks him down. Uh, oh, I just gets, oh yeah, he gets DH too. He does. He does. He uh, that's something we did skip over a bit, uh, because we we're too busy talking about the gimp suit. But Aganor is like super old. I think yeah. when I was reading it, I even said, uh, <laughs> lol, we found with- Withers. <laughs> and then, yeah, you did. For those of you who have played Baldur's Gate 3, you know what I'm talking about. And if you haven't, just think desiccated zombie man. <laughs> and yeah. That's essentially what Aganor is described as. Yeah. Bothamel's worse, I think, but he's covered it. He's in the game. So we don't know. It sounds like it's like it sounds like Ag- like ba- Bathamel was like a little bit farther. Mm-hmm. I guess like Bathamel stuck, stuck and got aged, right? Yeah. It's well, like because they talk about being like too close to the barrier between worlds and the grinding of the wheel. So I guess yeah. like wherever the others are trapped, maybe don't feel the passage of time or don't like have the passage of time affect them as much. Yeah, that's what I Whereas, took like, it as. Yeah, these two are like, uh, we're getting older but can't die. <laughs> yeah. There. Um, there's a uh have you ever seen stargate amy the the tv no. show uh, no. so there's spoilers for stargate atlantis books but there's a um a bit in there where some people get sent back in time and okay they don't have a way of like undoing it so what they end up doing is like setting up for when they like it's like they get sent back like ten thousand years okay okay oh we gotta like we if we don't do this then our future selves will basically die when they when they do this thing right so the the person that got sent back in time is like okay and she just gets put into cryostasis basically um but she but like it it just it really slows down her aging it doesn't stop it entirely so like okay a thousand years later they get to her and she's like just this super old woman who's been like constant like she has to like wake up every like year to do a thing okay so she's just up once a year to do a thing and it just like grinds her down as she like gets older and older and older you know oh my god that's awful um also mm -hmm. also comes up in children of time the spider Spider books (laughs) but that's on the human side of the spider book okay okay listeners who've read children of time send emails telling amy how good it is so she'll i won't though because spiders um, one of the other things I did actually like, I, I'm, po- I'm pointing out a lot of like writing things here, at the, but I just feel oh, like good. it's worth mentioning. Um, I like kind of it, the imagery, the metaphor of like Rand's running and then just ha- like is forced to stop, you know, mm-hmm. like he is very literally forced to stop and face something he's been running from the whole book. Yeah. With the whole cliff thing. I don't know. Oh, that was just a fun oh, little thing that I picked like up on. Metaphor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Ethan. Yeah. Or, you know, I wish he would. I wish I wish there was a, a cliff for him. My father. 
I wish there was a My Father Cliff that would force him to just deal with it. Yeah, well, right now, there's not a My Father Cliff, but there is a A, protagonist uh, Cliff. Yeah. (laughs) Cliff. Um, Yeah, and here's where Agnor loses any and all fear or respect I had for him. Uh Uh-huh. He does the the villain thing, where he monologues long enough to give the hero the chance to... Like, if he had just walked up and killed Rand, instead of talking about how he was going to kill Rand... He probably could have killed Rand. Well, he talks about bringing him to Bialzaman, which seems like a very, like, dude, you're forsaken. Why are you talking like a dark friend, bro? Yeah. Bialzaman will give rewards beyond mortal dreaming for one who brings you to him. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. My my dreams dreams have always been. been, Yeah. Okay. Well, my bad. I'll cut. No, it's fine. Like, that's it's that's the whole thing. Like he has this whole monologue, right? And that's yeah. when Rand has the time to be like, "There's got to be some way to get out." He's like, "Oh, what's his power here?" And starts taking the power instead of Agnor. <laughs> Agnor's like, "No, wait, stop! Wait, stop that's it! Mine. No!" <laughs> and then they have, you know, like one of those mind battles. Yep. Oh yeah, I wanted to say something here. The, yes. Um, why is he? Why is um? Why is he? Why is he fucking with Sidene here? When in the prologue, we see, um, what's his face talking about, like, using the power of the Dark One instead of Sidene? You know, Ethan, that's a really good question. I mean, I feel... Yeah, the Betrayer of Hope, he's like... Yeah, he talks about it, that's true, you make a good point. It's a land, talks about, you like, channeling the Dark One directly, huh? Yeah, he uses the... No, sorry, that's that's loose there, and reaching out to the true source, and then traveling, capital... yeah. Uh, blah blah blah. And yeah, because it's pitiful fool. Yeah, he talks about Shaitan's healing is different from the sort you know. Yeah. Well, because you know, no, you know, I know why. Because we know why. Because the Forsaken are used to be Aes Sedai. Well, yeah. Who went over to the Dark One? Yeah, like the Betrayer of Hope. Yeah, and so I, I feel like this might be just a case of like power is power, you know. I don't think it matters. Like, I think in taking it into himself, Agnor is probably tainting it, is my best guess. Okay. It seems like he was just using it, you know? Because it's gone. You know, it's not like a, it's not like it's still there in the pool when Rand's done with it. Yeah. I don't know. This does feel like a case where it might just be, like, power's power. Like, yes, maybe he has this connection to the Dark One, but, like, the, the Eye of the World is essential. Because that's the whole problem, right? Is... Moraine's worried the Dark One will use the Eye of the World to break his cage. Yeah. So I think it's not like, oh, you're directly connected to the creator by using this. I think it's the pa- like it's just a giant battery. Oh. And it's who decides to use it that like determines what it does. Okay, okay. So because he's forsaken, like if he had chosen to use it in a different way, I think it would have been like bad. Okay. Make sense? That's my guess. Yeah, I guess. I don't have a real reason for this. It was just something that stood out to me. That's like, why is he using that? Well, why is he using it? Yeah, yeah. That's that's my best guess here. It honestly didn't even occur to me. So this is all kind of off the cuff. But, off the top. Yeah. Um. But hey. But see, because once once Rand starts fighting him for it, he does burn him up. Yeah. He does that He's twice. Like, mine, mine. And he gets burned up. And then he's like, I need to get away from here. Away, away. So where does he go? Tarwin's Gap. Yep. <laughs> Which is really lucky for the men of Shinar. Oh, yeah. Well, Taviran, Amy. Yep, that's true. I guess his Taviran-ness just brought him where he was most needed. Yep. 
And then we once again witness a man have a tantrum and do horrible <laughs> and wondrous things with his powers. <laughs> he doesn't have a tantrum. He. <laughs> Uh, no, actually, I think it is a tantrum because it's no, please, no, it has to end. And then things are, it feels kind of tantrum y to me. Yeah. It feels a little like for realsies. And then God talks to him. Yeah. <laughs> it is not like, here. Get, take care of your shit because I won't. <laughs> It's essentially the message that God has for him. Yeah, his 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 two lines. What's not three. here, by the way? He has three. Does he? Oh, no. Yeah, he said he does have three. Doesn't he? He has three lines. What's not here, Amy? The real fight, I guess. Or like yeah. he doesn't like the creator doesn't want him to use up all the power of the eye in Tarwin's gap. He's like, no, there's a bigger problem. Please go deal with it. <laughs> so God does take part, and it's like God's like. like Amy, Ooh. as dark friends, we are we are like we have to be categorically against this dude, right? The creator. Yeah, I mean, I like it. That's only if the dark one is actually gay Satan, oh, and everything true. we've seen has kind of everything we've seen except the gimp suit has kind of implied <laughs> that he's not. So yeah, we'll make our list like all this awful stuff, burning people <laughs> alive. That's all like kind of like non-gay Satan esque. Yeah, but the gimp suit. But the gimp suit. Honestly, it get, got mentioned and it just made me think of pride parades, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like that's a call, check in the column for is gay Satan. Is gay Satan. We finally got one of our. Is we, gay we'll Satan. use that to, to justify going into the next book. <laughs> exactly. We just need one thing, every book, to justify yep. it, and then we're fine. One gay um, Satanist thing. So I think theoretically, mm -hmm. we should be against him. Okay. But not proof. He's always not proof. But there's yet. no proof yet. So right. he, there you go, creator. You're on. He's on thin ice. Borrowed time. Uh, borrowed time is a better way of putting that. Yeah, I think that's a good idea, though. A good thought. It's not here. The bat, like the actual fight, is not where not there in Tarwin's camp. I didn't think about that. Yeah, yeah. Like this isn't. He's like, okay, cool. But like, because the creator has to know if he must be omniscient, right? I'm making assumptions. Maybe he's um, not. I don't know. I don't Perhaps. know. Perhaps we don't know. Maybe the creator knows if that the like a battery. What? Nothing. Go ahead. Okay. I was gonna say maybe the creator knows that like a battery, the eye of the world has limited power to it. So if Rand uses it all to take out this army here, he's not gonna have anything left to deal with the actual problem, right? Yeah. It's like it's like dealing with ants. If you don't get them to bring the poison back to the colony, they're just going to keep sending more ants. <laughs> okay, true, I guess. The colony being Balsamon and the ants being the the forces the, the for well, not the Forsaken, but the like the Trollocs and shit. Oh, okay. Because like, it's because the Trollocs are made right; they're not. They're bred. They're bred, so like he can just breed more Trollocs. Yeah, but if you take him out. Ooh, then there's no one to breed Trollocs, theoretically. Well, except for the Trollocs. Except for the Trollocs, but, you know. I don't think, I think the Trollocs can just fucking, like, you know. Maybe. We don't know how it works. perpetuate, like, most life. Okay, well, the Fades, then. The Fades the are fades... also... Remember the Fades You're are... You're telling me the Fades are fucking? Yeah, <laughs> To make more Fades? The Fades are, like, are the most, like, are the, are the Trollocs that have the most humanness in them, if I remember right. It's like one out of every hundred Trollocs or something like that becomes a fake. My like understanding was the Trollocs are kind of like the Urukai. Uh-huh. 
And they just get born from mud and shit. No. Oh. No, definitely not. Because in an earlier episode, I was like, this, it's like, brings up some very uh, dark implications about the Trollocs. Right. Um, but yeah, Fades, <laughs> I believe, are just more like, are Trollocs, but Trollocs, quote unquote, basically, that are more human, but. Anyways. Yes, I think I think it's just like bring the bring the power to the fight that matters type thing to to bring it back to what I don't really want to get into the mating habits of Trollocs and Fades if I'm being honest here. Um, uh-huh. And then it's like here's some stairs, except except ah, here we go, here we go. Amy, being sorry. a stairway to heaven, it's it's a stairway, stairway to, to, to child goal. Child <laughs> Uh This is from the Wheel of Time wiki. Merdral are genetically Trolloc offspring. Hmm. They are throwbacks to their human origin. Okay. So that's horrifying. They are, in fact, Trolloc babies. Okay. So every now and then, you know, you get Trollocs, you know, they love each other very much. They've got, they have a litter of Trollocs, and every now and then one's a, a murder all instead. Huh. Wonder how that feels knowing that your kid is one day going to be in charge. Proud. I guess they're proud. The Trolloc mamas, like, but they feel special, right? Like, oh. Do they? The because the fades seem to just, like, throw Trollocs at problems. Like, if they we've die, they die. A, we've never seen a fade interact with their mother. Okay. Well, you know what we need in the future books? Imagine one of those them like suckling on a murder on a on a on a teeth. Ew, no. Ew, back it up. I don't <laughs> want to imagine that. Take it away. Anyway. Kink shame. Kink shame. <laughs> anyway, Tathakandar. Um, I mean chill ghoul. Yeah. I'll be honest, this it started and I was like, this is just like the fucking dreams all over again. Oh really? Just, I'm much more okay with this. This seems very much like <sighs> I mean, like, it, it develops into being like, okay, but it starts off just like the dreams, mm-hmm. where it's just Balsamon talking at him again. Yeah, but he's not him being he's like, physically there now. I deny you. I deny you. I deny you, Clementine. That we were... No, but... Sorry, I don't know. <laughs> it's kind of sing song. It's all good. Like, um, but yeah, I, no, I, I get say, what you mean. I get what you mean. I did mean I did mean to bring this up earlier, but it, it's still relevant. Yeah. Uh, Tam's void coming in clutch for Rand. <laughs> it feels like. Oh, Amy, so see. Yeah, not feeling things sometimes helps. Why you bad mouth it? Well, because it's unhealthy to not is feel it, emotions. Seems like the way to defeat the the dark one. Well, it seems like actually. Oh, is that your read on it? Because my read on it is it seems like the way to keep yourself safe from being burnt up in the power of the light. <laughs> Tomato, tomato. <laughs> I don't think it is tomato, tomato, <laughs> even. It's like tomato, potato. <laughs> but yes, it also is pretty. Anyways, the void comes in clutch. I'm sorry, Tab. <laughs> Glad, what are you doing here? <laughs> That's not Glad. Glad's like, hi, guys. <laughs> oh, okay, slightly different. There's like the, a little bit of difference in the units, you know, like just a little. <laughs> gotcha. The Alzamon. Uh, yeah. I don't got a lot here, honestly. He fights the Dark One. It's it's cool. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm glad he does it. It seems like he's actually here. You know? Yes, yes. That's it. It's like I, I sorry. I think I'm hesitating because it's me too. It's like I don't have a like. It's more. That's it. It's more of the same. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's actual fighting happening, but not really. Well, it's very much like I did not. It's a you know, it's philosophical. Like, yep. So, oh, oh, this was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, we're. Ballsy might implies that he has been pulling more pulling strings. Mm-hmm. Now he is known to be a big fat liar. So whether this is true or not, we will never know. Mm-hmm. But he, like the whole, he's like, I yield allowed to flee. 
Jaden Farstrider, whom I painted a fool and sent to the Ogier, like, which I was like, it completely flew over my head that it was Jaden yeah. Farstrider. Like, I was that, wondering if you were going to pick up on that. Nope. Over my head. Nothing. Yeah. So he sent him to Steading Shanghai. Yeah. Which is how loyalist people heard about it. Yeah. And then the block, black Aja wriggling like worms on their beliefs across the world. Just, that one, I'm like, have we seen? Are those supposed to be the dark friends? Are the dark friends black Aja? Because that doesn't. Black Aja are Aes Sedai, Aes Sedai. Aes Sedai dark friends. Yeah. So the, so we haven't seen any as far as we're aware. We have seen Moraine, who she's doing a real bad job if she's a dark friend. Like she will have done the absolute worst job of any dark friend if she is a dark friend. Yes. Elida. Uh, um, uh, and you've got the Aes Sedai that were escorting um, Loghain. Loghain, yeah. Those are all the Aes Sedai we've met. Belly. Well, technically Luce, Luce Theron and Aginor and Bathamel, they are also... Well, they're first... Well, not Luce, but the other two are like forced... I feel well, like... Luce, Luce was Aes Sedai also. Luce is Aes Sedai, but I guess yeah. what my, my thing was, I was going to say, like, I feel like it's like Forsaken, then Black yeah. Aja, then Dark Friend, you know, like... Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I think the Black Aja and the Dark Friends are on the same level. Oh. Black Aja are just Aes Sedai Dark Friends. Yeah, I guess that just feels like that implies to me they would be more competent than the Dark Friends we've seen up until now. Oh, maybe. Maybe not. I mean... met some pretty bad Dark Friends. Like, I think you and me are probably more competent than most of the Dark Friends we've met. Honestly, I'm like, I could have... I could... Lie. You're bad people. Just lie. Just lie to them run at them with knives and like make it super obvious that you're evil be like oh, i know a way to help and then just bring them where you want to bring yeah. them play up play up the gay satan vibes guys yeah what's that about the inclusion also a whole lot of talk and kneeling that's yeah, another i think of, that's another point in like this sounds, is gay satan that sounds really <laughs> catholic-y honestly you think amy i never kneel so much as if i meant like a catholic mass <laughs> that's fair <laughs> uh. And then he brings out the dead mom. Yep. Who? Uh, <laughs> yeah. A light. Um. Excuse me. <laughs> the dark one could just grab people when they're dead and just torture them. We've heard multiple times that he's master of the grave. That death is no bar to him. Like. Well, what the yeah. hell's going on here? Why wouldn't I work for him? I'm only alive for a bit, but I'm going to be dead forever. <laughs> you make a good point. Honestly, <laughs> this is the thing that's been like. I don't think I've ever mentioned it, but it's kind of been sitting like subconsciously every time it gets brought up that he's Lord of the Grave, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Or it's like, what kind of fucking system has the <laughs> devil being in charge of dead people? Like all of them. Like all of them. Because then it's like, well, then what's my... What's my motivation? What's my motivation? Are we sure that everyone's uh, not um, biblical God? <laughs> no, because even, even biblical God's got heaven, right? Well, he keeps promising heaven to all these other people. Eternal reward. You get to live forever. You know. <sighs> Sounds like heaven to me. Is it, though? Because we saw what happened. Like, Well, they don't know. We don't know. You know. I don't know. It's it's just it's a real fucked up system that's going to work here. It's real fucked up. But hey, Rand saves his mom. Yep. With a lightsaber. Not a lightsaber. A, a sword made of light. <laughs> I w- Did you pick that up in my summary? No, I thought it was funny. Thank you. A saber made of light. <laughs> um, yeah. And then he cuts the cord. Yep. Okay, so this is the perfect time to talk about my theory, actually. Okay, actually. Go for it. All right. Okay. Hit me. So Ethan knows this. I think we've alluded to it a couple of times, but I don't know that I have outright said it 
maybe I have. Ethan will know better than I will. Editing Ethan, interject here, I guess. Um, Or don't. No promises. That's a lot of work. I have to record and then splice it in. Okay, so then editing Ethan won't interject. I can't can't remember, but I I know I've alluded to it at the very least, that I don't think Ballsy is the Dark One. And I, who I actually think it is, is Alon What's-His-Face from the prologue. Mm-hmm. And there's been a couple of times where we have learned things that, like, kind of reinforce this. One of it was when Lan or Moraine was talking about how the Dark One can only, like, nudge things and can't, like, directly interfere with people's dreams. Moraine, like, mentions that, like, dreamwalking was an Aes Sedai ability. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's this. Where, like, he has, like, a thick, shadowy cord mm-hmm. attached to something else. So I think that's his attachment to Shaitan. I, I, I think if this was actually the Dark One, there would be no cord. Like, he, like the power's just there. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Um, so, I like, at this point, it's like, okay, Balsamon might be another name. But, like, sorry, I had a better way of putting this. And then, like, it's hard because in my brain I know how I want to say it and it's not coming out words mm-hmm. um i i think balsamon is like a like alan has curated this idea that it is just like the dark one but is actually him posing as the dark one to try to like strike fear into people and blah blah, blah like and to like actually be out in the world doing shit you know yeah like to make because if you scare people into like you scare people into thinking like you're getting stronger and you're actually present. And that makes them more likely to join your cause. Right. To like, uh, like we, like there's some people who will be swe- There's some people who would not be swayed otherwise, but who will be swayed if it seems hopeless. Like, Oh, the dark one walks among us. Like the dark one can walk in my dreams. Yeah. I like, how am I supposed to win? I might as well join. Whereas if he's just like, I'm a forsaken, it's like, well, me, okay, but you're not the dark one, you know? Right. So that's, that's my, the, like, I think Rand very much did defeat the Darth Vader here. I think he did like, he, he won this fight, mm-hmm. but the war is not over. I also don't think he's dead. You I don't, don't think, think all the dark one. I don't think he killed the Dark One. I don't think he killed Balsamon. Well, Amy, like we've got thirteen more books. Like I don't understand. <laughs> I th- <laughs> I think even ignoring the thirteen more books, uh-huh. he doesn't actually see Balsamon die. Yeah, and the power runs out before. Like Rand is pulled back because the power runs out. So theoretically, if the power ran out, then whatever he was doing stopped. Yeah. So I think he really fucked him up. I think you really hurt him, but I don't mm-hmm. think he's dead. Okay, interesting. I've put that into our long-term predictions. Thank you. So yeah, that's my thoughts on this. This end. This this. I think that's the last of my thoughts on this chapter. You know. Yeah. Agreed. And that kind uh, of ends. Well, Amy. Chapter fifty-one. So I feel like this is like neither a beginning or an ending. Yeah. But the start of chapter fifty-two. There is neither beginning nor end. That was so bad. Um. <clears throat> Rand awakens a few brain cells lighter, rejoicing at having killed the Dark One, and stumbles his way back to the group, knowing only that he wants to find Egwene. When he does find her, she is with Nynaeve and Moraine, and the women regard him warily as he sits with them. Slowly, his senses return as he tells Moraine what happened, and he realizes with horror that he wielded the One Power. He is adamant that he'll never, 
ever use it again, ever, but is worried about what all his friends will think of his new powers. Luckily, Moraine sent the boys away with Len to, dis- to investigate the now empty eye, and so the only one who knows about his powers are The only ones who know about his powers are the women and Lan. The other half of the group comes back with presents, halting the conversation. Turns out the Aes Sedai of old really hoarded some useful things. Uh, A now-cracked seal to the Dark One's prison, the Horn of Valir, and the banner of Luz Therentelamon. The banner... blah 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 blah. And the banner Luz Therentelamon flew as he led the forces of the light against the shadow. After these powerful discoveries, the group lays to rest in the now dying grove before they start their journey back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, Rand's really out of it when he gets back. Mm-hmm. He's like, and not, he's, he's, yeah, you're right. Yeah. He's like, not Rand when he gets back. Yep. He's having a full, like, existential, like, mm-hmm. I don't know what this is called. I forget what this is called. Discon- I don't even know. Like, it's just a full disconnect. He's like fully dissociated. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the word. Um, also, he's real confident that he killed Satan. Yeah, enough to name him. <laughs> enough to name him, and the world Which, lurches. I don't know. I mean, I think he got it. <laughs> I think he got him. I don't think he did, Ethan, I have to say. You don't think so? <laughs> well, I already talked about that I don't think so. <laughs> Shaitan is dead. Dude, if no. I was like, Shaitan's dead, and the world went, I'd be like, yeah. uh... Which might Rand... be why everyone's like, oh yeah, that, that's the evil name, you don't say it. Yeah. If that happens anytime someone says Shaitan, and the world is, <laughs> oh. Um, and then he's like, Egwene. But he's like, doesn't know who that is. Mm-hmm. Because he's like, Egwene, I have to find her. Who is she? And it's like, this is, this is, Yeah. I don't know. I'm not a big fan. No. I think this is kind of eh, but okay. Yeah. No, it's just kind of like, I would have liked it more if he just randomly wandered back. Yeah. I get why. I like, it's supposed to be like, oh, she's the most important person, so that's who he thinks of first. But, like, it seems like Tam, he thinks of a lot more <laughs> than right? Wayne, honestly. Like, also, I would have, I think it would have been better if, like, my father, oh, he doesn't mention my father. <laughs> Actually? He does. His hand shook when he held it in front of him. His face, he took both hands. It was a heron marked braid. Heron marked, yes, Tam, my father. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, he remembers oh, it. He thinks himself, Tam, my father, before he remembers his own name. We love it. Also, I forgot. I had this thought while reading or how, like during the summary, like rereading for the summaries. Uh huh. and it just kind of cracked me up a little bit because tam was super like i'm gonna get better and i'm gonna follow you right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) we have seen neither hide nor hair of tam since so it's like did tam follow them and then just get murdered by a bunch of trollics well they've been traveling for what like four or five weeks two months i feel like two months because there's like a lot of time skipping at some points. I think it's like three weeks. It's like two weeks for them to get to Barillon, right? Yes. And then they all get discombobulated for like two weeks. And like Nynaeve is able to follow them to Barillon. Yeah. I think it's like I've been a month, like a month and a half. Oh, you know what I could do? I could pull up that nifty. Yeah, we. I know we looked at this already. I mean, I guess it's possible that like after Nynaeve left, everyone's like, no, Tam, you can't go running off too. But yeah. I just think it's funny that it's like, has Tam been trying to follow them this whole time? Like, put on Fane, except 
he's just worse at it. Yeah. Because <laughs> there's a couple of times where I'm like, it, it, it makes a lot of sense that he could have lost their trail or picked up like the wrong trail. Yeah. Because the first instance that that comes from, like, they cross the Terran, but that's like, I feel like Tam would be like, well, yeah, they have to cross the Terran, Terran they're probably going to Barillon, right? Yeah. But then after Barillon, there's nine, there's Moraine's whole thing where she sends, like, the trail off the wrong way. So it's like, did Tam follow them up into the mountain? <laughs> the right. <bus> right? <laughs> or, because I can't remember exactly how that worked. Or did he actually, like, follow them to Shadar Logoth? Did he, God forbid, did Tam go into Shadar Logoth? Or was he smart enough to not do that, but then, like, found Perrin's trail on the other side of the road? There's so many instances that I'm like, has is he just wandering in the wrong direction? Like, has have we just lost Tam into the world, you know? Right. I don't know. It just occurred to me and kind of, like, tickled me, where it's like... <laughs> Just imagine all this shit's going down and Tam's like, I must find my son for every time. Rand's like, my father. Tam's like, my son. My, son, my boy. <laughs> my boy. And he, but he's just like, I have no fucking clue where he went. <laughs> Cause then the ways, like I, I could believe that Tam, you know what? You could, you could convince me that Tam somehow managed to track them all the way to Camelot. Right. Oh yeah, no. But by he gets to the ways, it's like, well, but then, that's not even that part. He gets to Barillon. He's like, oh, they're going to. He knows. He knows they're going to Tarvalin, right? That's so fair. he would just follow the road. Oh, so he's just walking to Tarvalin and like, man, I haven't caught up with them yet. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> and hearing all these stories, like he gets to Barillon and he heard, yeah, there's this weird group, redheaded kid with a, you know, and then yeah, but the the inn they're staying in burnt down, and it's like, oh no. And then he gets to Camelin and it's like, yeah, weird group. They just kind of disappeared. <laughs> well, no, because first, before that, he would get to Whitebridge, be like, yeah, there's like this red haired kid with this paranoid dude. And and then the Gleeman. And then it's like, and then the Gleeman got exploded. And then it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. I guess just the adventures of Tam kind of. I'm, I'm so the, curious. You want that side book? I want that side book. Adventures of Tam, finding his boy. In- investigating all these dark friends. A father and his boy. Where's my boy? Where's my... Just, oh my god, just like a John Wick style. Oh, fucking up all the dark friends we met on the road? Fucking up all the dark one, dark friends who have fucked with Rand, yeah. Yep. Although that's... Very, the, I have a very and, special set of skills. <laughs> I mean, he does. He does. He does. Gets his hand on a sword and just goes to town. It's like, carves a heron into it. <laughs> Very, oh god, weirdest mix between, like, John Wick and the Punisher, like, everybody who's ever, like, fucked up a bunch of people, you know? Yeah. Carves a heron, like, dyes a heron onto his his clothes. (laughs) Oh. The heron man. (laughs) I want this spinoff so badly. Someone write the fan fiction. We're severely lacking in fan fiction, as we've talked about before. Our podcast is going to start a new wave of it, Ethan. Yep. <laughs> uh, sorry, I got a severely off track. We were talking uh, so badly off track here. Sorry. Um, by the adventures of Heron Man. <laughs> Heron Man. Um, yeah, but Rand is very forthcoming with information for once as well. Mm-hmm. Tells well, Moraine everything. Yeah, I mean... You know, the devil is dead. Yeah, the devil's dead. <laughs> he goes to say that. And she's like, the dark one. You know, just call him the dark one, please. Yep. 
And so weird that it's okay to say one of his names, but not the other. I'm back. Sorry. Welcome back. So. Uh, yeah, so. <clears throat> um, Rand tells, tells him everything. I don't know. I'm, like, looking at my notes, like, what did I? Oh, right. The next thing. Moraine straight up tried to ba- brainwash the boys. Ethan? Sorry, sorry, sorry. It's okay. Sorry, sorry. What, what, what was that? Moraine tried to straight up brainwash the boys. Oh, yeah. She's like, yes, you you should have done everything I told you to after I gave you my magic spell coin. Mm-hmm. Does that mean that little kid who took on the 14-year-old back at into Rivers is like, I wonder what Moraine wants me to do now? Uh, definitely, I'm sure. Yeah. She's kept a little spy there, just in case. She gave it to several boys, I think, right? The only ones we know about are the three here, and then that, I don't know, that one kid that was with uh, Matt and Rand when they met her. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, she could have, but those are the only ones we we know for a fact happened. Yeah, probably. Yeah, who knows? Like, and then she like covers everything. Like, <laughs> I think you said this best when we were talking about it. She does the breakdown of everything Rand did that she knows about that was yep. <laughs> that like in case the readers did pick up on it. No, she lets it out for everybody. You picked up on all of them, I think. I think so. Yeah. Well, like she, we know more than she does. Is the yeah. thing too. Sorry, I'm trying to find it. In the- it's really just the Bella thing that she knows. About. Like, it was the resisting oh, right. her brainwashing and the Bella thing. Yep. But to be fair, she wasn't there for the thing on the boat. And she wasn't there for the lightning strike. And from what I've gathered, it, I don't remember the boys having mentioned that to her. Otherwise, I feel like she would have picked up on it a lot quicker. Mm-hmm. By the way, I found my uh, timeline. Sorry, I, I've been distracted oh, okay. trying to find it. I was wondering. I'm like, I'm just... Talking about no, I'm, I'm sorry. You you brought up like how long <laughs> they've been, and I like hooked onto it, and I was like, I will, I will find out. That's okay. I've been talking to the listeners. Let's see here. They leave. They're my friends. The parasocial I mean, relationship goes two ways. <laughs> oh, I don't know, Amy. <laughs> Cut that uh-huh. out. Cut that out. <laughs> Next thing you know, I'm getting stalked, and it's like, I thought we were friends, Amy. You told me. <laughs> you okay, here told we go. Here we go. Here we, go. we were friends. <laughs> so they leave Emmons Field with Moraine and Land on the twenty on March twenty fourth. Okay. Yes. And then, where's the eye of the world? Uh, they struggle through the blight, and they reach the eye of the world on May 9th. So that's like a month and a half. Yeah. Yep. Right. Yeah. March twenty fourth. It always freaks me out in fantasy books how little time passes. Yep, it's one, or five, six and a half weeks. Yeah, so almost, yeah, almost exactly a month and a half. Yep. Do, 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 do. So, like, is Tam even recover? Yeah, Tam, they were saying, is going to take a couple of weeks to recover. So he could very much be on the road right now. Yep, a couple weeks, and that would stick him. He's like a month, he's only two weeks behind, so he's been traveling for a month. Yeah, assuming he Assumingly left. hasn't had as much trouble as they have. Yeah. Didn't make the detour probably to shout our logo off. I love how he's like, I'll never touch it again. And Moraine's like, I wish someone could teach you how to use it. (laughs) (laughs) That's not. That's not being that. And he jumps right on it. Like, you can teach me. And she's (laughs) like, no, no, I can't. You can't. Teach a a bird to swim. What does she say? She says a bunch of stuff, doesn't she? Can a ta- can a cat teach a dog to climb trees, Rand? Can a fish teach a bird to swim? I it just comes off so snarky to me. Um, yeah, I know Sidar. Oh, I, 
but I can teach you nothing of Sidene. So you took it as snarky. I took it as like, I didn't take it as snarky. I took it more as like, you know, conciliatory. Oh, no, it felt very patronizing to me. Listen, you've already talked about how uninsightful he is. Yeah, that's fair. Maybe she's meeting him where he is. <laughs> that's fair. Um, and then, yeah, he, I think. Oh, yeah. And then the boys don't know what happened because Moraine loves to keep secrets. And now Rand does, too. She always like, I mean, and this is like really not her secret to tell. You mm-hmm. know? He's like, once he starts having trouble, maybe be like, hey, everyone, like he's. <laughs> Stay far away. <laughs> but for now, it's like more of his thing to tell, you know? Yeah. And he gets he gets all like, you're going to take me to Tarval and you're going to try to gentle me. I know it. And she's like, I literally never said that. <laughs> yep. But also she doesn't not say it because there's this line I caught only on the second read. A tool made for a purpose is not demeaned by being used for that purpose. Yeah. Well, that's when he's like freaking out about uh, being used, right? He's like, I'm yeah. not used by you, blah, blah, blah. He's been listening to Ballsy like, a little bit too right. much. You didn't need to be like a tool. Like, don't call him a tool. Such a like, tool. Like, that's really you're not being exploratory w- here. You're just like yeah. that would piss me off. Yeah. Well, and then that's when they come. The group, the rest of the group comes back, right? Yeah. It's just like they'll not. They will not know until the pattern makes it so. But like, I feel like she's just. That just means to me. That feels like she just means I'll tell them when I feel like it, and then tell you it's because the pattern said I had to. Yeah, that, I mean that very <laughs> much is like. Oh, the pattern will decide when. It's like, uh-huh. it's like, so, you, and it's like, who interprets the pattern? The eyes like, to the oh, eye. It cool. will happen when it happens. It's like, yeah, no shit. No shit. Things happen when they happen. Yes, that's mm-hmm. yes. Thank you, Moraine. Um, your empty platitudes and <laughs> circular talking. Nothing to me. Also, so when I read this, mm-hmm. um. Uh, for the listeners, I I, th- I feel like this has come up a couple of times. I've been unnecessarily cryptic about it. Uh, I did a live reading with Ethan, where like oh, yes. I read I read through the book. And our then, live climax reactions. Our, yeah, and then um, oh, copy mark. Great this point. made me laugh so hard because so the eye was hiding a bunch of shit, right? Like there's a bunch mm-hmm. of shit in the eye of the world. Um, so we have the broken seal. We have a banner, like it lose Theron Telemon's banner, right? The dragon. Yep. Which is the last thing we see, but I'm saving the funniest thing to me for last. Mm-hmm. I can't explain why this made me laugh so hard, but like the last thing that they find is the horn of Valir <laughs> that all of Ilion has set up hunts upon hunts upon hunts to try and find, convinced yep. that it was that it was hidden somewhere in Ilion. Only for it to be in the middle of the fucking blight in the middle of the eye of the world. Yeah. And like, it's a genius little bit of trickery on the part of like the Aes Sedai, mm-hmm. right? Who who hit it to be like, oh yeah, no, it's a great hunt. And if you find it, you're a big hero. Like, cause yeah, you're like diverting them from where it actually is. Right? Yeah. Do you see like how far away Lillian is from where they are, by the way? Dude. <laughs> Like on the other side of the world. Yep. So like super smart to have done that. But also it's just like the biggest fuck you to Ilian mm-hmm. ever. And the hunt for the horn, apparently it's like a big group of stories of like tons of people who've been looking for this. Yeah. And now you find out that they were just all wrong. Like they were never gonna find it. No. Nope. I don't know. For me, that makes those stories a little bit more um uh, 
Ooh, how do you say mean it? Like it's just kind of like these these stories have become have gone from being heroic epics to tragedies for me. Journey, Amy, journey before destination. <laughs> That's fair. You know what? Fair, but still, just tickle. It tickles me. Yeah. That's all. I thought that was really funny when I read that. Maybe I'll remember. I was there for it. I know. I just wanted to share with the readers. I thought it was really funny. Yeah. It's the uh, <laughs> irony of it. The uh, yeah yeah a little bit I don't know and then I mean the next thing that may, then also the the horn apparently in these last couple of chapters is just a source of never ending amusement honestly mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's kind of all I had left to talk about how about you Ethan um uh the Quindy and all that oh right well that's the seal but yeah the the Quindy okay I thought you meant like you were about to move on to the next chapter so I was like no oh. Yeah, no, I mean, the Quendiar, if you want to talk about the Quendiar, we can talk about the Quendiar. I'm just oh, saying. Oh, it's the seal of the Dark One's prison, you know. Yeah, well, I did briefly mention the seal. I was like, yeah, there's the broken seal. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's not great. Nope. Also made but by men and women. Yep. But, you know, it's one of seven, so I'm sure it's fine. Yeah, they're fine. As long as we don't lose more than one every few books. <laughs> they have one per every two books. Yeah, we should be fine. Not counting New Spring. Oh, no. Not count. Oh, no. That's what it gets uh, <laughs> New Spring. New Spring is just the story of the Broken Seal, and this is yeah. this is actually number two, so we're already behind. Oof, that's rough. Uh, no, but it's pretty cool, you know? Yeah. Just takes everything. Any power directed against the Hearthstone only makes it stronger. Would have made a great shield for Captain America. Um, I think that's all I got, though. Okay. They've got the, 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 the banner. No one knows the animal on the banner. Yeah. But it is. Oh, that's true, because nobody knows what a dragon is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, a Chinese dragon at that. Or Chinese yeah. Asian dragon. Yeah. Yep. Golden claws, great head with a golden mane and eyes like the sun. And a serpent's body. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's all I got. But you know what, uh, Amy? What, Ethan? Uh, the wheel turns and so do we. Let's move on to chapter 53, the wheel turns. <laughs> that one's probably the Ooh. worst. Ooh! <laughs> but, um, uh, yes, chapter 53, the wheel turns. After the group wakes up, Loyal decides that it's not fair for the Blight to overtake the Green Man's grave, and he sings a special tree song to keep the oak tree evergreen, earning him some rare praise from Lan. The group then heads out into the Blight, which is far less dangerous than it was on their way in. They pass right by the Seven Towers without stopping this time, although Rand is sure he can see images of the completed towers, despite the fact that they are still rubble. Eventually, they leave the Blight and realize that spring has arrived in full force, and Faldara celebrates their victory in Tarwin's Gap. Ingtar is salty that he arrived too late to help, and Lord Agilmar is worried about what, or who, won them their victory. He is temporarily bolstered when Moraine reveals the Horn of Valir, only to have his spirit crushed when she reveals she will be sending it to Ilion. The group rests and recuperates for a week in Faldara, with Ran taking up sword lessons with Lan. Our little light wielder has decided he will not be joining the others in their journey to Tarvalin, but will instead be heading out into the world to do stuff. Egwene wants him to come with her, but accepts his decision. Meanwhile, Moraine sneakily listens in on the conversation, a skill she is apparently adept at, having learned to do so in the royal palace in Kyrian. Our story ends with her cryptically stating that the prophecies will be fulfilled, for the dragon is reborn. And that is my last summary, folks, for Eye of the World. 
That is the end of the summaries of the first book of The Wheel of Time. <laughs> it is. 53, actually 55 summaries. 57, right? Fif nope, 55, because it's 53 chapters plus the prologue and oh, yeah. ravens. Yep, my bad. <clears throat> wow. So Ryan's hallucinating. <laughs> uh, we call that an imagination. Is that what that is? Because when I imagine things, I don't see them interposed on top of real stuff, Ethan. Uh, that's how I, that's, I, that's how it happens for me. Cool boy. <laughs> We've talked about this difference before. We have. Listeners, maybe it's one of those folks that, that, <laughs> I don't know, maybe I'm the weird one. I don't see anything when I imagine a thing. That's such a mind fuck for me. It's, that's so odd for me. It makes Honestly, the place I notice it most is in D&D, mm. &D because theater of the mind is so difficult for me to comprehend. Yeah. Like, I cannot wrap my mind around positioning and difference and stuff like that. It also makes uh, finding my way through video game terrain without a map incredibly difficult. Wow, uh, okay. See, I can, like, I don't know. It works well with my job, too, because I can, like, physically see, like, in my head, I can picture, like, a map right mm -hmm. and like put myself where i am versus where i need to be and like the roads like how to get there like i can map a route in my head that's crazy talk but i'm that's... like one of the like if have you seen the spectrum like the people that are like here's how kind of like the spectrum of people's like ability to like perceive things in their mind you know yeah yeah yeah, like, yeah. i'm one of the people that like like i can see the apple i can see i can like manipulate it in like all directions right and like that's... i can like go ahead I was going to say that's nutty to me. Yeah. Like you if say, I look like, at my hand and I imagine an apple, there's nothing. There's nothing in my hand. Like I can, you know what I mean? I can imagine an apple in my hand, right? Mm -hmm. And like, I can see it not, like, I obviously I see nothing in my hand, but like, I can see like an apple, like interposed. Thing. Nope. Yep. So like when I read these books, like it's a full on, like, I'm driving down the road and like, I can see the road and everything going on, but also I can also see this movie playing in like my mind. That's, that's so interesting. Cause for me, like when I'm reading a book, right? Like I get really involved and like, I am invested in the story and I get very focused. Mm -hmm. um, and for me, when I finish like a chapter, like if I stop reading and I've been, especially if I've been reading for like a while, right. Mm -hmm. It almost feels quiet. Like, there is, like, a silence for me because when I'm reading the book, it's mm -hmm. like I have a running uh, um, a running script through my head constantly. It's my own mm -hmm. inner voice reading the book to me, if that, like, like as I process the words. So when I yeah. finish reading, everything's very quiet afterwards. Yeah. Very, it's a very surreal experience. Yeah. Yeah. I think but there's I no picturing that. of things. See, that's so odd for me. But I still enjoy reading so much. Like, I can pick, like, with this bit, where with the Seven Towers, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I can see, in my head, right? I mm -hmm. can see Rand mm -hmm. imagining it, right? Like, mm -hmm. I can see Rand. I can see him looking at the Broken Towers, right? Mm -hmm. And then I can also see, like, I can see, like, it, how it would be shown in, like, a TV show, right? Where it would show him mm -hmm. looking at these Broken Towers, right? And then, like, them, like, in CGI creating, like, this, like, half kind of transparent, like, completely constructed towers right I, I see i understand exactly what you mean yeah but you can't but see what i'm describing see at all. it like i understand I can see it. like so i can see weird. the back of rand's head as he's looking towards like a valley with like these broken towers that are broken 
and then like then like fade in with like these like constructed towers half like transparently like there to show like rand is imagining this. yeah i don't know how to describe like what yeah. happens in my brain when you tell me that. like i i understand it's like i can you can like when I'm like, yeah, it. I can imagine that I can conceptualize it. I'm like, I get exactly what you're going for, but I don't actually like if I close my eyes, I don't actually like see it. You know what I mean? Like it is just black. Yeah. So weird. It is. So this weird. is this is completely tangent, like one off a whole tangent here. But yeah, I may keep some of this and I may cut it all out. Listeners, email us with how much you can imagine. Like. <laughs> Well, see, I feel like if you're going to tell them that, you have to keep it in for them to understand what we're talking about. I might keep some of it in. I think I keep some of it. But yeah, I feel like you should keep some of it in. That's my opinion. I don't usually step in on editing things. I let you make decisions. I I didn't mean for my comment to be a call out for you, Amy, in our summary. No, that's totally fun. It didn't feel like it was. Um, Okay, it's just it's just interesting how like our different. You know what? To me, for it's more interesting how our different experiences colors our interpretation. Yeah, because for me, it's like, oh, Rand is full on hallucinating. Yeah, and for me, I'm like, that makes sense. He's just imagining something. (laughs) He's like looking at those towers, being like, oh, that's how that was. Honestly, Amy, because I think Mm -hmm. Andy's the same. Our friend Andy, mutual friend Andy. Yes. You played with him. I think you and him are in the same boat. We are. I believe. Which is wild to me. <laughs> yeah, but I think he. I, I and I might be wrong, and he's going to listen to this, and he can correct me if I am. Yeah, um, Andy, correct us. Aaron, Andy, correct me if I'm wrong. But I think he has a little bit of an easier time with direction and like like theater of the mind than I do. Okay. 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 But I don't know why or how. Yeah. Like, like theater there of the is mind the, works out fine for me. Like I can like. No, every every time I need your little pain in a mess drawing. I start like, I know I start like I'll start like oh we'll do theater of the mind real quick and both of you are like like okay, and, <laughs> and then like I'll get halfway through it and you're like you're like okay so you guys start being like okay so hold on and you start having to ask a lot of like clarifying questions I'm like I'll just draw it real quick yeah uh-huh, and I can uh-huh. draw it like I know exactly where everyone is and how it looks in my head. <laughs> And it's like, I just need the framework to be like, oh, okay, I know exactly what you mean. But yeah. if without that framework, I'm lost. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway, that's, that was a, that was a 15 that was a whole thing. On. Um, Rancing they get back to Faldara. <laughs> Everyone's celebrating. Ingtar is salty because he's sus. Um. <laughs> You're still on Ingtar. <laughs> I am. He's done <laughs> nothing wrong. <laughs> Ingtar starts with an I. You know what else starts with an I? Ishmael. Ingtar is is a forsaken confirmed. Ingtar is a Shamael. Got it. (laughs) Ingtar is a Shamael. Confirmed. But we find out that Agilmar actually saw that it was a dude in Tarwin's Gap. Yeah, because the men are like, it was the creator, right? Yeah, they're like, the light itself blesses us. It was the creator. The Age of Legends is back. Blah, 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 blah. And Agomar's like, no, I saw a man. And if uh, he can't, he can't have done what he did. Because I yeah. think Agomar's like, that means he's wielding the one power. And then we've got bad things on our hands. <laughs> yep. Uh, Padan faints. Still locked up. Huzzah. Um, yeah. And then Rand, uh, we find out Rand. Oh, right. Uh, this too, before we get there. Uh-huh. Non Fane's still locked up, and then Moraine's like, information bomb, information bomb, information bomb on Agomar. She's like, the green man's dead. 
Um, <laughs> uh, the eye of the world's gone. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, wait, but but. Oh yeah, then she's like, but we got the horn of Elir. And he's like, oh yay, we can we can protect the blasted lands. Yeah, or no, we can march to the blasted lands, level Shia Ghoul. And Moraine's like, no, the horn's going to Ilian. <laughs> and she's like, I didn't I didn't show it to you to taunt you. And it's like, it kind of feels like you did, Moraine. <laughs> kind of feels like you did. Anything, anything happens to this horn now on its way to Ilian, I blame Moraine. Because there's there was no need there was it was so unnecessary she doesn't show him anything else that they found at the eye but is like i have the horn you're going to escort it to Ilian. like not oh. only not only is she not giving him the horn to help protect his people in his land right mm-hmm. she wants mm-hmm. him to send his best men to escort it all the way to Ilian. mm-hmm so she's like, you can't have it, and I want all your best dudes not here defending your people. Thank you, goodbye. And she, he's like, yep, as you say. So that horn fucking disappears. It's her mm-hmm. fault. Oh, it's Marine's fault? It's Marine's fault, yep. Okay. Listen, I'm down for some Marine blame. I know you are. <laughs> um, Yeah, and interrupt me at any point here, Ethan. I felt like I went on a little bit of a rant there, but... <laughs> no, I mean, I've literally been describing imagination for like 20 minutes, so... That's fine. We were both having that conversation. Um, and then, yeah, Rand's training with Lan and just not going to Tarvalin and is also never going home. Sad. According to him. Hey, though, I just want Tam to be my father. Like, character growth. Yeah. I want my father to be proud of me. I just want Tam to be my father. Is that what he says? So he says, I, so it's a blade master's blade, sheep herder, says to Lan, right? This is when they're yeah. because well, oh. he's like, I don't care about being a blade master. And then he's like, it's a blade master's blade. And then he's like, I just want my father to be proud. And then his head, he's like, I want Tam to be my father. Oh yeah, I was a little bit further past that, so I forgot about that part. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I was on his like his thing with Egwene where they're like, he's like, you know, not ho-. she's like, are you going home? Like, I'll be back at Evansfield next year, you know, for a little bit. And he's like, I'm going off somewhere in his head. He's like, I'm going off somewhere alone where there's no people I could hurt. You know? Yeah. I'm not going away, but not home. I'm going away, but not home. Not ever home. And then we find out that Moraine's been spying on them this whole time. Yep. Which explains how she, like... New things. New things, but also, like, Moraine, why didn't you know when they were talking about dreams? That's fair. I guess because she's not spying on them all the time. Yeah, just when it doesn't super matter. Yeah, well, like, for sure, she eavesdropped on that conversation between Nynaeve and Rand. Mm-hmm. About him not being from Emmonsfield. Oh, you think so? Yes. Because there's a, there's a point, I think it was in the last chapter block, where, like, she says something, like, almost, oh, yeah, almost all of these boys are the blood of Manetherin, and Rand, like, kind of looks at Nynaeve, like, did you tell her? And Nynaeve's like, I didn't tell her. Ah, okay. So I, but they left the door open during that conversation and just walked down the hallway where she shouldn't have been able to hear them. Except mm-hmm. we've learned that she she knows how to do that. Yep, she's got a little trick for you shopping. Yeah. And also, she's like, mm-hmm. no, you say it, Ethan. You were gonna no, say, you it. say it. Oh, I don't know. Okay. Well, she apparently grew up in the royal palace in Carrion. Mm-hmm. Uh, me feels like I feel. I hate what I just said there. You, me feels. Me feels like <laughs> uh-huh. 
Uh, we might be dealing with the uh, Moraine Damodred here. Yeah. Yep, that's my guess. Okay. Which would make her, like, a relative to what's his name? Uh, yep. Galad's dad? Galad's dad. Oh, they're like, oh, she could be, like, Elaine's well, aunt then, yeah? She would be Elaine's aunt, yeah. Assuming she's, like, a, a sister to, what's his name? Prince Tarangale? Yeah, is it Tarangale? Isn't that the, isn't that... Prince Taren, no, you're thinking of Tigraine. Tigraine, thank you. Tigraine is the girl. Prince Tarengale is the one who who married Tigraine, fathered Galad, and then when she disappeared, he married, married Morgays and had Elaine and Gawain. And then died in a hunting accident. He died in a hunting accident. His sign was a golden double-bitted battle axe. But that is where our book ends. But there are no beginnings or endings to the Wheel of Time, Amy. It is a wheel. This is just an ending. Unending. Right? That's how the book started. <laughs> I love the way the book starts. Yes, that's true. I remember that. I was all like, yeah. <laughs> you were like, I love it. I know. Books. It's like, it's so cool. It was, it's a very poetic language. I like poetry. It's fair. But yeah, readers, that is that is the end of book one, Eye of the World. I don't know how to end. We did I feel, it. We did it. We made it through the first book. Amisima, we did it. We did it. Um, Yeah, I, think, I don't want to well, get we, too we much. We in- do the rest of our stuff. Okay, yes, you're right, right. We have uh, we ha- we do have stuff to finish up this this yeah. episode. Yeah, we're still on it. But yes, we're good still... job, Amy. You've, you can now say you've read one book of The Wheel of Time. I can, I can. Did you tell your dad? I did, yep, I did. Did he spoil anything when you told no. him? I told Oh, just wait for this in the next book. No, but he did say he's... <laughs> oh. I didn't even say, say what, what he said. What did he say? He just said that he's going to have, like, he's realized he's going to have trouble talking about them book to book because everything gets mixed up in his head, like what happened in what book, since he's read them so many times. Oh, good. He remembers where you're trying to. No, <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> wow, Ethan. No. Okay. I got a lot to say about this croissant, man. That's what I got to know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't follow our Instagram, do you, Ethan? No. What's up? I put in, I posted a picture on our Instagram of the croissant, man. Not of the croissant man, but the croissant oh. man gave me all his books. Oh, did he? Yes. Well, lent them to me. I say gave. He lent them to me. Oh, okay. That's um, cool. But so I posted the, the bag full of books on our Instagram and I said, thank goodness for the croissant man. <laughs> oh, show, show me. Can you have the picture? Can you show it to me? Yeah. Did you do copy link? Oh, I guess I should just send you the picture, huh? I, I would look at it on Instagram, but it's uh, Facebook always gets real funky when you go like, oh, sign in to see anything. Yeah. Okay. Here you go. Yep. That is a big bag. It is a big Remember bag. White, Path of Daggers. Yeah, he does have all the books. He does. There's a lot of hardcovers in there. I signed to my dad, by the way. I was trying to see if he knew. My dad has a signed copy of, of Eye of the World somewhere in his position. Does he know where it is? He does not. It, well, he thinks it's it's either in a box in, in the attic somewhere, or it may have gotten mm-hmm. sold, which I hope he didn't sell. Yeah. But possibly. Possibly. Oh, cool. So when so does he have the great hunt in that mix? Because if he does, then I then when we talk, well, we'll cover uh, that later. But... I left that. I left that at the house. Oh. Okay, he does, okay. but I left the first three at the house since I own them. No worries. I have them on hand. So when we get to them. Um, but... I believe it is time for MVP, LVP, fave, least fave. Yeah, that's usually what we do. LVPM. Um, so Ethan. So Amy. Who's your LVP for this chapter block? Uh, oh, my LVP for this chapter block? It's God. Yeah. <laughs> the creator. What the hell, man? What? It's How? not here. 
It's not here. It's not here. Whatever. What the fuck does he say? He helps him. The they he, them. He gives. He gives. He gives Rand the stairway. Okay. Uh, hey, th- hey, creator, just fuck up, Bayazamon. <laughs> it's not here. Uh... I will take no part. Only the chosen one can do what must be done. If he will, not here, dude. Do it. You're what the fuck? You're God. You've got the God text here, like they do in mm-hmm. the Bible. Mm-hmm. Well, everyone keeps saying like, "I shelter in the, I shelter in the hand of the Creator." Blah 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 blah. I, this it, 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 free will. If anyone gives me free will nonsense here, bullshit. It is, you can still it is have free will, and he can still smote them. <laughs> like these aren't mutually exclusive. I'm not really concerned about the free will, but Balzama. You and know, like, he has to let the mortals do what they're gonna do. These guys are not mortal. They've lived for two thousand years. They're clearly these Forsaken guys and the Dark One, not immortal. They're not mortals. Okay. So it seems like this is your job, creator. This feels like something for immortals to handle. Okay. Okay. So LVP, the creator. Okay, that's fair. Um, mine's Agonor. <laughs> really? Because Ag- Agonor? Oh, the, no. yeah. The, yeah. Agonor really fucks shit up for his team in this, <laughs> in this chapter. Another one. dark friend fucking it up. Another dark friend fucking it up for his team like when i say i didn't think it was going to make it through the whole book but really the truth the the through thread of this of, of eye of the world has been rand making it by on the incompetence of others <laughs> listen that's success amy i said it is technically success yes yeah um but no like for realsies i if Agnor had just waited until he had used up the pool. Like, if Agnor did what he had to do and then was like, okay, and now I'm going to bring you to Balsamon and Shail Ghoul, or mm-hmm. and now I'm going to kill you, uh-huh. it would have been fine. But he got cocky, yeah. decided to monologue, and got fucked. Yep. So, Agnor. Yeah, Bad that's, job, I don't Agnor. really have much more to add to that. I feel like it explains itself. <laughs> yeah, no, it's very. Yeah. yeah. So, that's that. How about your MVP, Ethan? Oh, Rand. Yeah, I, I'm i just going to say mine too. I'm very unhappy about the <laughs> fact that I have to give it to Rand, but it, I do indeed actually have to give it to Rand. Rand did what the creator didn't. Not because they couldn't, because he probably could. Rand yeah. handled business here. He did not kill Satan, but like he dealt a mighty blow to like Lilith, you know? Okay. Okay, he didn't kill Palpatine, but he dealt a mighty blow to Vader. Is that there better? There you go. There you go. There you go. I was having That's... issues with the lore on that one. <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't. I don't. My Bible lore isn't great, Ethan. I know. Sorry. Um. Yeah, I don't really have much more to. Actually, Lilith was not a servant of the devil. She's a demon in some. <laughs> Shoot me now, please. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Sorry, Amy. I hope they didn't. No, no, okay, it's honestly okay, fine. Okay. I on you want to know where why I said Lilith? Why? Supernatural. In Supernatural, she's like the Lucifer's right-hand man or something like that. Oh. <laughs> His most okay. loyal servant. So, yeah. My Bible lore comes from Supernatural. Isn't that true, I mean? What? The Forbidden Ship. The Forbidden uh we don't talk about no, I don't. We you know what? That's one thing I refuse to get into here. We're moving on. Um <laughs> <laughs> so i guess we move on to my least favorite character huh yep <sighs> honestly this is a bit of a tough one for this chapter block mm-hmm. 
Because my go-to actually isn't as egregious in this chapter block, mostly because he's not there for a lot of it. Okay. Oh. Well, Matt's not... What? Oh, okay, okay. What? Nothing, nothing. Who's your least favorite? I'll tell you who I thought you were about to say. Um, honestly, I don't know. Like... There's no one in the chapter that showed up and you're like, this guy. I mean, every time Matt talks... I mean, you can be mad again. You're allowed to put that multiple. You've said yeah. Matt five other times, so. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, so I'm just going to say Matt again. I will clarify that he didn't do anything new this chapter, like this chapter block. This but just, it it's just like a lack of other people uh, irritating so their way from, into from the, last, the last time. What? It's just a remainder from the last time. Resi- residual. Yeah, well, and I mean, there's a couple of things here where he, like, he does shit, but like, not really, you know? Yeah. It's just, it's just anytime he complains, I'm like, fuck off, Matt. Like, seriously. I know right know? at the very beginning he, he said something. That Well, that's it. He does, right, That's true, because I was even like, fucking Matt again. Um, what did he say? See, it just all blends together now. Like, I don't what even are we know. waiting for, Matt? Oh, Diamond. yeah, that. There you go. That's enough right there. The low band of his scarf across his head. He's still wearing that scarf. Yeah. Matt laughed uneasily as if he thought it was a joke on her part. Like, <laughs> just annoyed from Matt. Matt. Yeah, so I'm just going to say Matt. Okay. I don't have any good reason this time. Well, you know. Um, and then your favorite? I'm going to say Green Man, actually, for my favorite for this one. I really liked him. It's really oh. a shame that he's dead. He, you know, if Rand hadn't popped off, uh, it probably would have been the Green Man. Yeah, yeah. For MVP, taking out uh, Bothamel. 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 You know, whatever. Potato, potato. Um... But yeah, no, I agree. Like taking taking out a Forsaken is not like uh, something to be taken lightly. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, just the Green Man. I think easily he he was pretty chill, pretty cool, pretty interesting. I would have loved to know more things about him, but he's dead now. So. Womp womp. Womp womp indeed. And like my usual go tos didn't really were kind of one of them was kind of stupid. <laughs> And the other one was unconscious for half the yeah. chapters. So, <laughs> you know, can't really give it to them. Yep. So, so cool. yeah. We have our full list of. Uh, we do. Uh, let's see here, though. Uh, now we go to the future stuff that Amy predicted. My predictions. So, mm-hmm. the Dark One stirs. Amy said, deeper into the blight. We go deeper into the blight. Mm-hmm. Through the high passes where we fight a servant of the Dark One. Um, we do go deeper into the Blight. Uh, we do not go to the high passes. We do not fight a servant of the Dark One. I mean, aren't all denizens of the Blight really servants of the Dark One? No. Okay. But partial. There I you. tried. Uh-huh. <laughs> you really have to highlight both of them now, Ethan. Oh, okay. Amy chased up the color. Oh, oh there. I'll highlight both. Thank you. All right. Meeting at the Eye. We meet the Green Man at the Eye of the World, and Balzi shows up. Uh, partially right again. We do meet the Green Man at the Eye of the World. Balsley does not show up. Nope. Unfortunato. Do, 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 do. Against the Shadow. Final battle against Balsley. That does, in fact, happen here. It is, indeed, the final battle against Balsley. Oh, congratulations. On the Thank you. Uh, neither beginning nor ending. There is neither beginning nor end. Uh, wishy-washy Eye of the World magic. That does not occur. I mean, Rand is losing brain cells. Mm. Okay. <laughs> That's normal Rand stuff. <laughs> That's fair. The wheel turns. Recovering from injuries. That does happen. Plans for Tarvalin. That also happens. Rand is indeed angsty. Yep. Got them all. Good job, Amy. I mean, I didn't predict Moraine taunting <laughs> Algamar with the horn, but you know. <laughs> no. 
Um, and I think we'll cover the predictions for the next set. In our predictions episode. Yeah. So stay tuned, listeners. You'll have to check in there. 13. 13. Yep. Yep. Well. What? Did you go well? Yeah, I guess it would make sense. Yeah. 13. Yeah, it's a whole new book. We have we have introduction book. episodes. It's how it's gonna work. Yeah. Because then there's no point at that point. It's like, why are we doing like a finale and a yeah? You know, we should, not gotcha. Yeah, we're gonna do yeah. whole separate episodes so people can listen at their leisure. Yeah. So if, I on that note, I think we're done, right? I think that's it. That concludes all the chapter episodes for Eye of the World. Yeah, listeners. Thank- we will be releasing a special episode in like an hour mm-hmm. that will be our full our like breakdown of this uh, book. Yep. If you want to hear who we loved, who we hated, who the book long MVP and LVPs were, our ratings on the book, that's all going to be in episode 12. Yep. Bye. We're do a full breakdown. So bye. See you there. Hey, you made it to the end of our show. If you liked it, please consider giving us five stars on your podcast provider of choice. And if you want, feel free to contact us at thedarkfriendsbookclub at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Have a great day and goodbye.